Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. Good morning out there, sports fans, and welcome to the first episode of the Sports Offensive of the year 2019. I cannot believe it's 2019. One of the things that uh, I was speaking about with some of the people that we hung out with on New Year's Eve was, can you believe it's been 19 years since the 2000 uh, fiasco, the millennium changeover, the Y2K freakout? You know, it's, it's been 19 years since then. Uh, you know, who would have thought that time would go that fast? And I can still remember what I was doing on New Year's 2000. I was just going to ask you if you guys could remember <laughs> what you were doing. I was in uh, Deadwood, South Dakota on uh, Y2K. And uh, I had hit for, I think, a close to $1,000 on one of those, uh, like, it was an auto, like a roulette machine. It oh, wasn't Lord. like an actual table. It was like a, a, almost like a video game thing. Yeah. Uh, before they had roulette and, uh, you know, dice and stuff like that legal in Deadwood. It, uh, is that legal in Deadwood now? I believe it is now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty sure. That's the other thing that's crazy to think is what's changed is gambling. Oh, How yeah. much has gambling changed in the last 19 well, years? Well, as, as, we, as we all know, the uh, sports gambling was just legalized recently. Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely different. And uh, I'm curious if things will be different when I'm in Vegas next weekend. Uh, betting on the games in the NFL, if, if there will be a change in how the payouts are done, if there's a tax on it, if there's a, you know, how annoying would that be if all of a sudden, instead of winning 100 bucks on a $110 bet, you win $94 on a $110 bet, you know? I mean, that's probably where they're, where it's headed, you know, yeah. at some point. So Unfortunately. But uh, it's going to be fun, Mark. I, you know, we'll discuss, we'll discuss the games later today, but uh there are some really close ones this weekend. Vegas has got them tight. So I'm going to be. I'm glad I don't have money in my Bodog account because I would not be happy to bet on any of these games. And uh, I have a very, very, very good streak going in live football betting in Vegas. I mean, I think I am. I think I'm 11 of or 10 of 12, maybe for the last three years. I think. I mean, I've I've, I've only missed once. I, I got them all four last year, uh, thanks to Stefan right. Diggs and you his guys crazy. Heard it. Right here, bet against Marcus. <laughs> you know what? When I'm a live better, it's not the same as when I'm a uh, machine better, where uh, where the government gets involved and and, and uh, tells the coaches to to lose on purpose or to win on purpose to screw my bets over. So, guess you're gonna have to move to Vegas. Yeah, I, well, I, if, if it wasn't for the 110 degree summers, I, I'd be all for it. Maybe well, if I can get myself a uh, a penthouse in one of the uh, hotels there. It and, won't be long before there's a sports book up in Blackhawk. Yeah, there needs to be one. You know, of course that would just. I give to, it three years. That just leads to problems, though. Hopefully there'll be one downtown here that we can go to that's closer. So, uh, my I, for me, I was in uh, Vail on New Year's 2000. Mm-hmm. Was the first time I participated in a certain pharmaceutical that will remain nameless, but uh, it was an interesting <laughs> experience, and I'll never forget the cover charge at the bar we went to in Vail on New Year's Eve was 150 bucks a person. And it was we had actually talked the guy down to a hundred bucks each since there was ten of us, and we said, "Dude, we're giving you a thousand dollars. We can't come in." And they were like, "Okay, we'll let you in." And we're what, just like, "What bar was it? Do you remember?" 
oh, I couldn't even pretend to remember. That's the only time I've been in Vales for a night. So uh, I was there for three days, and I just remember we partied our butts off, and uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. Hint, but, hint as to which pharmaceutical. Yeah, <laughs> might be. exactly. It was a. Uh, it was definitely a downstairs bar, and it was all wood. And there was a bar like almost all the back wall of the bar, and then and then everybody was out in the in the and there was like a dance floor out there. I don't. That's all I remember. It's probably not even there anymore. It's probably been replaced. Oh, you were probably in the George. See, describe that one more time. So you said what now? So it, it's like a downstairs bar. Yeah. You went downstairs a, a ways to get into it. Like it's kind of a basement bar. Yeah. And I don't remember there being any windows at all. And the bar was all against the back wall. Like like three quarters of the back wall was the bar. Uh-huh. And then and then most of the rest of it was a dance floor. I don't think there was any tables in there that in that night. Was it wood? Yeah, it was mostly wooden. Uh, you sure it didn't have a parking lot underneath it? Oh, I don't know. What's that bar called? Is that that's the it was that fifty two eighty something or uh fifty or yeah, fifty two eighty, that's no longer there. It's not there. We, but weren't, it, we it, weren't driving. We weren't driving, so I don't know I don't if know. I was with you or not. But we were at that place in Vale. I again can't remember the name of it, but that floor has you know has a parking lot underneath it. So when you get the band rocking and the dance floor are rocking, the whole floor, floor bounces. bounces. Yeah, that was fifty. That was fifty-two. That, that, yeah. that doesn't sound wrong. That that sounds like that might be what we experienced. Okay, I don't then, remember a hundred percent. If uh, Captain Chavez is out there listening to the show, go ahead and, and call in. Uh, maybe you can update us. I think it's the only person I still know that was with us on that trip. So yeah, that was, yeah that's yeah, a cool bar. They tore that one down yeah. a long time ago. Well, they were now. probably looking at future lawsuit there. I mean, that floor I'm was sure. Boring. I just remember we also uh, we had cigars and let us smoke the cigars inside. Oh, cool. But that uh, was like, also because it was the year 2000. Was, I mean, what, when was the last time you were in Vail there, Nate? Because I know you haven't skied in a long time, just like me. Oh, the last time I was in Vail. Wow. I would have probably been... You know, about five or six years ago. I mean, because yeah. I mean, Westvale's completely changed. Garfinkel's isn't there. I mean, the whole yeah. place is now. Well, new. the mountains changed quite a bit. Oh as yeah, well, <laughs> definitely. Well, because they've also bought or purchased, like bought, not a word, uh, purchased like every ma- resort in the world. I mean, or, how about every resort in the world? <laughs> my cousin, who's a big time skier, she's a super athlete, and so is her husband, and her kids are already becoming like super athletes. And they bought a pass to Tahoe, I think it was, and. It's part of Tahoe is now part yeah. of the Vale group. Yeah, it is. And so almost, they're like, oh, we can go to Vail for 10 days. Almost all the big ones in the country now are part of either right. Intrawest or Vail, right? Yeah. Well, that, no wonder the prices are getting to be where I, – I can't even fathom how people can go skiing. How do you go – got to buy a pass. I mean, you can spend like $600 <laughs> to go one day with a family of four. It's yeah, it's oh, yeah. outrageous. Easy, easy $600. Yeah. Probably more like 800 but people keep paying it, so they're going to keep charging it. So, True. Yeah. JP, where were you on the uh, notorious Y2K? You know, that's a, you know, I I believe I uh, rang in the uh, Y2 spiderweb. <laughs> yeah, we I, we do. I, I was I was thinking I was in um I was in uh, Atlanta for widespread panic because that was 2001. I believe I was at Vesta downtown at a private party till the sun came up. Nice. So <laughs> now is 2001 the technical millennial year? Right, because there was no year zero, so two thousand one, the thousand year. Right? That's a good question. <laughs> I think. I, well, I remember from Seinfeld, right, when he goes. Oh yeah, yeah. The really, oh year the mil- one. the 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 Cremania, um, the Numania, and he goes, did you did you reserve it? Because there was no because he says there's no year zero, right? So you yeah. start counting at one, and so to be at a thousand, you have to go to thousand one or two thousand one. So I think two thousand one. So you were at the the millennials New Year's Eve yeah, at the yeah. widespread. Show. I was at the widespread show in Atlanta after Mass Transit stopped uh, running. I was staying at the Four Seasons with uh, Ruby, 
from Spice and a whole bunch of the other crew. Uh, we ended up, uh, I, I can always confiscate us a ride no matter where we are. <laughs> we jumped in a forerunner, headed up to the Four Seasons, get in the elevator, and our friend goes, nice drums tonight. I look up, there's Todd Nance of the band, the drummer, yeah. <laughs> standing oh, in the cool. elevator with <laughs> That's awesome. Do you ever wonder what like super celebrities do? Like when like going on an airplane? Like how weird is it? Like how do you get to your seat and not get bothered? Super celebrities don't go on regular airplanes. Right. I guess. I mean, but I mean, they all have private airlines. I mean, they, yep. They can't Charter. all afford a private airline. Yes, they can. Wheels yeah. up these days. How much is it to purchase a private flight? A lot. Uh, you can. I think you can get around the country for about ten grand right now on wheels up if you want a private flight. Oh. I got a credit card. I'm going, I'm going wheels up to Vegas, baby. I, uh, I, you know, I just always think about like if I were to go, one of my bucket list is to go to Thailand and Japan. Well, and, of course it is. And I, I'm thinking that if I can pull it off and I can actually go, which would be hard for me to afford anyway, but if I get to a point where I can't afford it, I may try to go first class because I oh. have heard about first class flying and it sounds just glorious. I mean, like I'll full stretch what, out if, recliners and it better gonna, be if, if, for what yeah. they charge you. I mean, if you're going to do that kind of thought, a though. big trip like that, you might as well just go all the way. I just I thought it, I thought it was like five thousand dollars to go first class. And no, it's, it's, not. it's, it's only like not. like sixteen hundred dollars yeah, or something it's, like that. It's not that bad. I was like, oh, you know, as long as, if you're going to blow that kind of money yeah. anyway, might as well just blow Man, an extra grand. Sixteen hundred. You could have a nice hotel room for that for a week, you know. Well, yeah, but if you're going to Thailand, your entire trip in Thailand should only cost you 45 bucks. You know? <laughs> I don't know if it's that cheap, but it's pretty It's pretty cheap. It just depends on what part of Thailand and Bangkok you want to go to. Hey, hey, That's we why were... they call it Bangkok. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mention any activities, JP. You quiet down. Quiet I, down. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, so today on the show here, I mean, I'm, as all of you out there listening to our first show of the year probably are aware, I mean, we're going to cover the wild card weekend coming up in the NFL, which is wild. Before that, we're going to hit on what happened in college football over the bowl playoffs, including our predictions for the upcoming game on Monday, which will be a, which should be a great game. And we're only looking at what is it the third year in a row, fourth year in a row? How many years in a row? Is well, it? it's the third year that they're playing for the national championship because you got to remember consecutively, last, right? No, not consecutive last year. Um, oh, it was uh, Alabama, Clemson in the semifinal. Oh, and because the they final, played Ohio State, right? No, no, they played uh, Georgia in the final because they didn't want the rematch of the. Because it's when Alabama lost, Georgia beat Auburn. Georgia got into the college football playoff, even though Alabama had only one loss in the year. They put Alabama in. So Clemson played Alabama in the semi. Georgia played Oklahoma in the semi, which was down the Rose Bowl, which was a phenomenal game. Oh, in the Oklahoma semi. was in it last year, too? Yes, yes. Man, wild. Wild game. Wild game out in the Rose Bowl against Georgia's. Yeah. Um, and then real quick, we're also going to run over uh, end-of-the-year fantasy, just to kind of look at the top ten players of each position, because there were some surprises, some team, some numbers that I looked at. I was like, what, that guy was in the top ten? Like, I, I looked it, at that this morning. It goes back to Shockey a little yeah. bit. You know, about, it shows what consistency does mm-hmm. over a, a season, which can really um, skew results. And also because that week 17 can skew results because not all players are playing. There's only like four consistent players anyway. <laughs> feels that way, consistent it? good players, I yeah. should say. You know, yeah. Yeah. there's only like four. <laughs> all, all of my consistent players disappeared on the championship week and I had the worst score of yeah, my season. Consistent is not, that should so. not, that's not even the word that we should use because <laughs> no guy, you know, you got a guy like Adam Thielen who goes out there the first eight weeks right, and, and just that, throws thunder down. 
and then 25 points a week. That's who I had, and that's when well, I mean, Cousins stunk, the Blue, guy and goes, he, he stunk, and I was just like, all right, Kamara's stinking. I'm like, my team just went down the shit. Yeah, hole. I mean, the yeah, guy Juju pretty. did that. The guy was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, Juju Smith, yeah. he was Kamara. incredible. But the whole team just was Gurley. Like, now, Gurley was an injury. Well, he but, was an injury, yeah. Uh, Cousins, you know, fell off an, uh, off of a map or off the map. Uh, the other thing that was kind of interesting was yes the most no. consistent player. I mean, he still ended up like the eighth overall quarterback, quarterback which he right. always but, does. But, but what I'm talking about yeah. is it, it does skew it because when you have a guy who's not good for like five weeks to end the season, it can just destroy your 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 aspirations to be a champion. Yeah, and that did well, happen to I, me. I don't know I, if I, I have, felt that for firsthand this year. And I don't know all, if we'll have time to talk about it, but I certainly have some things to talk about with Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> and uh, how disappointing is it that? How many playoff teams did we have combined and zero championships? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Wait, what now? How many combined championship games were we in? Oh, or did we have a chance I, to I go mean, to? I was in four playoffs. Yeah, I was in one playoff and one championship. You were in one playoff, and you didn't quite make the championship, I didn't right? make the championship. I, I ended up fourth. I made the championship oh, in you, one out of you three. You got fourth? I got fourth. My team won eight and oh, then oh. uh one in or one in one in four after that. I'm sorry to that's, I, and that's, I, I broke that's, your, I broke the mystique. Well, it was Nate's bir- <laughs> it was Nate's birthday when everybody I was like I'm like this team's good, but I'm like calm down because that was that was Kirk Cousins when he went bad. That was in my bye weeks, but I almost won on my bye week with Baker. But Cousins went in the tank and Thielen went in the tank. Kamara started getting less carries than Ingram, and uh, Juju just started putting up average numbers mm-hmm. yeah i mean he had like i think one or two really good weeks in the last seven but then they were they yeah. were more pedestrian they not, were they were way more didn't pedestrian. do well i mean he was in the team but they were yeah but in fantasy you know what it's like it's like you look at rigner who won in the fanatics gosh mm-hmm. darn it how many years is that he's how many titles has he won now like six and uh he got 40 points from zach Ertz. Yeah. He didn't have another player over 20, but he mm-hmm. scored 140 something points because it just goes to show you it's not like fantasy baseball in fantasy football, if you have a 35 to 40 point score, your odds of winning are, go through the roof. It's why when you if you drafted Randy Moss that year, he played for the for the some people Pats. just the, the the light just shines down, you know, like you know Rigner. Yeah, Ertz is a good player, but he just happens to score 40 his best freaking week all year in the playoffs. You yeah. know, I have a guy. You, you know, you go. I I faced Rigner four times this year. Well, no, could have been more than three. Oh, was it three? Okay, I'm sorry. Three. Well, you play twice if you're in the same division. Okay, so three times. So I faced him three times. I beat him both times in the regular season. And then he plays a bunch of scrubs in the playoffs and beats me by like 40. Uh, right. And right. all my whole team shit the bed. I mean, it was guys that were great. All You know, I had McCaffrey. I had Ezek. You know, I had all these guys that were great. And then. You know, the week you need them, they're terrible. Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it is disappointing. I my opponent ended up picking up Robbie Anderson and Jamal and or who's who's the running back for Williams. Green Bay? So Jamal an, Williams. Another guy I want yeah. to freaking throw in the blender. Both of those guys, <laughs> ended up, those two guys combined scored him like seventy points. I'm like, you picked up two scrubs and scored seventy, and my team is sitting here with my actual team, and I can't win. Yeah, Jamal oh, Williams was so just a prick tease though because. The first week, you know, the, the second to last week of the season, he was great. Or the second to last week of the fantasy season, he was great. Then the last, he was great. And then the first week of the playoffs, he was great. So I was like, well. well and, and he was great in the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, the Fan, one the, Super Bowl. the one week I start him is the week before the Super Bowl, <laughs> and the guy shits the bed. You know, of course, five freaking points. A five in between, like a 30, a 32, and a 29. 
You know, it's like, why do I pick the one week out of four to start this guy? And that's what he does. You know, it's uncanny because you have gambling gifts, but you don't have fantasy gifts. They don't yeah. like you. The gods yeah. just don't like you. How many times have you lost the title game? I don't know. In Ten fan- in fanatics, at least four. Yeah, four, three, maybe, maybe three in fanatics. Well, let's, let's see my third, but place. at least three in baseball, if not four in baseball, it could actually might even be five in baseball title games. I think, no, 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 no. I think I've been to four titles, but I've been to like ten playoffs. Oh, ten playoffs! I believe I was say, yeah. it's only two two title games though. You lost to Anderson both times. No, oh yeah, you're right. It is two. I thought there was a third, at least a third in there. I think there is. I lost to House or Corey one year. Yeah, that was like way back. Okay. I just, yeah, yeah I, I can't remember that many years. Pretty ago. sure it's three. I'm now. pretty sure I've been in three. But, I mean, I've gotten fourth place at least three times. I've gotten <laughs> third probably two or three times. So, yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I don't even try in fantasy baseball anymore. Like, this coming year, I'm probably going to just do straight chalk because it doesn't matter who I pick. They, they won't have a good year. It's just it's just a, it's just a, it's a I always game. have good teams, but then they are just terrible in the playoffs, you know? my teams are usually fantastic from week about uh, 19 on. So when it doesn't matter anymore, mm-hmm. then my, like every time I've taken Miguel Cabrera guy's been terrible until I was out of it. And then he was in monster. Right. Then every year I don't take him. Cause you the don't guy, play him. The guy, the, well, no, I play him every week, oh. but the guy, but when I don't, when I don't draft that guy, then he was scoring, you know, 600 points a season. Right. When I would take him, he'd score 250. So it's just weird how fantasy works. Um, by the way, if you are listening to the show, we do appreciate it. If you could do us a favor and like us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter. You can also, or both of those are under the handle at the SPT offensive. You can find us on Instagram under the handle, the sports offensive with underscores between the words. You can head to our station website at the sports there you can learn about us and our show and listen to current and prior episodes. Again, that is at thesportsoffensive.com. You can always catch us live via the Blog Talk radio player on our site. And check us out on demand on Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn, iHeart, Stitcher, and as an iTunes podcast. We are not on Google Play. Don't go there. And we will try to get to uh, – are we on Pandora? We're going to try and get on Pandora. You know, I've been reading into it. it. They're, they're doing music and comedy, and you have to have a certain um, engine to run on Pandora, which I'm trying to do some research on because I've never uh, heard okay. of it. All right. Well, we won't worry about that one. So, so as of right now, don't look for us on Pandora. We might get on there at some point. like to. Uh, we want to thank our supporters at Idiot Cult T-Shirts, uh, Health Guru, EK Fit, and the Space Savers of Operation Organized. You can find all of them and links to their pages on our site. We do love callers, so give us a contact or excuse, contact us at 929-477-3204. Again, the number here is 929-477-3204. Okay, um, we should probably swap these out, so maybe JP can uh, make the guess later on, because both you, Nate and I actually – did the trivia question last night, oh, so we sure. know all the answers. Um, and this one's not anything crazy. If you can, if you can probably look this up for yourselves out there. If you want to call in and answer the question, Simple it'll be deduction. fun. Simple so deduction. basically, the question is: How many teams are in the NFL playoffs this season that were not in it last year? And this is, if you look over the last like ten seasons, guys, this is pretty common. Yeah, um, like, I can actually. There's a I can, number I know of teams. There's a number of teams every single year that don't make the playoffs that were in it the year before and vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's kind of shocking to not see the Steelers 
in the playoffs. I think they've been in it for well, how many years in a row? Lots, lots. I think it's the first time since 2013. I, I, what I remember. I, I think that stats right. I mean, you look at their season. Antonio Brown goes on that new Fox show. Who's behind the they mask? They were lucky they were as and, good as they were. Yeah, the, I mean, he had to bench them because they thought he they said knee injury, but it turned out he wasn't injured at all in the last. No, game. that that was not good. There's there's a, there's some problems in that locker room, and it all stems with uh, um, <clears throat> Le'Veon and uh, not being handled right with the players. And, you know, Tomlin should have came out right away. And I don't want to jump off topic here. Tomlin should have came out right away and said, anyone ask a question about Le'Veon, you say no comment. I'll bet you no one's learned more about life in the last uh, month than Mike Tomlin. Oh, yeah. And there was talk about him getting fired. There's no way you fire a guy like Mike Tomlin. I know. And then they start talking about Especially people the wanted, Pittsburgh Steelers. And yeah. People wanted to bring him to Denver. That's and it's his like, third yeah. coach since the 60s, I think. Now, I mean, I, I would happily take Tomlin oh, in, yeah. in Denver. I mean, he's a great coach. I mean, the guy's – and he runs a good program. I mean, the guy's been to how many Super Bowls and how many playoffs with this team? They've only had five five coaches total, right? Yeah. Wow. Five total and, and three since 1960. It's like with the Dodgers. You used to only have had two managers for like 100 years, and then they so had like you name 12 them? managers. <laughs> I can name four of them. I can't name uh, five. Well, for the Chuck Steelers? Noll, uh, Chuck Noll. Chuck uh, Noll. Coward. Coward, yeah. Coward. Not Coward. Coward. Yep. <laughs> Tomlin. And um, was one of the Rooney kids the first coach? No. I guess I can only name three. I thought I had four. Uh, Wait, there's an odd name in there somewhere in the 70s, I think, before we're, we're before the 60s. So it did go – did it go right to Bill Cower after Chuck Knoll? I think it did. Let me just – I'll pull that up here. The other thing is they had that they had Dick LeBeau there for like 40 years too, didn't they? Great defensive coach. Yes. Yeah. That so was hard to lose him. I think – you know what? It says a lot, and this is a this is probably a topic for another day as well. I'm not going to go too off on it, but I think it does really show you what consistency can do for an organization. You take an organization like the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are the winningest organization at all time as far as Super Bowls go, right? They have the most Super Bowls, most Super I Bowl titles. I think they still do, but they got to be close to the Patriots now. Or it, the Patriots I think the Patriots them. are only half of what they got. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, they got three in the 70s. They got two later on with Big Ben. I think they, they have, have one at or least two more. seven and maybe eight. And the Patriots have how many with Tom Brady alone? Four, maybe five. It might be five. Hmm. So I was thinking 10 and five. Is That's why I thought half. But uh, oh. I don't know if it is 10. It might not be that many. It might be more like seven. Anyway, I know Green Bay's up there. That's a, you know, there's a few teams that are up there. But the point of my the point is uh, that consistency is super important. Um, I think the Broncos can really take a page out of this book. You know, like was firing Vance the best thing to do for the organization? You know, I think keeping guys in place it does create a stability after a while. You know, and then hey. After four or five years, if the guy continues to do poorly, then, you know, the problem is fans aren't patient. So, Well, I can tell you, there's a bunch of coaches before 1969 for the Steelers. Then it was Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin. Okay, so just those three since 60. Six, yeah. Yeah. Well, the big problem for the Broncos is they had a mantra of less, I guess, I guess at least during the Pat Bowen era, more Super Bowls than winning seasons. So to have back-to-back losing seasons as a coach – it's hard to justify keeping the guy around. Also, because of how many games the Broncos looked completely 
unprepared. And then when they played the big time teams and they did, they did pretty well against the big teams. They beat Pittsburgh. They went toe to toe with the Rams. They should have beat the chiefs. Beat San Diego. So, you know, they had, a, they, they played very well. So I think it goes to show you that some people who are talking, they need to blow the t- entire team up. No way. Mm. No, they have enough talent to have played with those teams. Yeah. They, they don't need to blow the entire team up. And I'll tell you this real quick. I, I, the more I talk to more Broncos fans around town, the one thing that you get from a lot of the, like, the sports casters is last year, the team quit on themselves a lot this year. Oh, yeah. They did de- definitely did not. Yeah. And then the more I bring up mentioning about firing the God of John Elway, there's a lot more people that are saying yes to it that I talk to and I don't get much push. Last year I got a lot of pushback on it. There's not, there's people that are more um, approachable to the idea of it this year than last year. Absolutely. Why can't I find the sports offensive link on here? It usually always pops up right away. Um, You know, I was going to say as far as Elway, I mean, I've already voiced my opinion, like why I think certain things with him, I'll just go on record of, I do not think he should be fired. I think he, I I, there's zero reason to fire him in my opinion. Uh, two Super Bowl appearances, a Super Bowl championship, and then no quarterback. And you know what? It just, it, sometimes you just get unlucky and you don't find a quarterback. Most of the time. Right. I mean, this past year, it looks really impressive how many of the quarterbacks look good. I mean, Lamar Jackson looking like he's going to be a good player. Yeah. Baker Mayfield looks like he's going to be a good player. Uh, the guy in Arizona, which one is that one? He's, that's Rosen. Okay, so Rosen and then uh, Allen for the Bills. They both, you know, we'll Allen's see. Allen's a fantastic fantasy player. Though. He is. Yeah, he is. But he's. But yeah, he's but let's not, not forget about Darnold. I think he looks good. But I think the guy for uh, the Bills that I actually have on my my dynasty team, I I don't know, man. I was reading some articles and stats about him, and his accuracy is not good. It no. is very bad. But he fact. also probably has the worst receiving duo in oh, the, yeah. in the NFL. Who is the receiving duo? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Kelvin Benjamin was there, but I don't know if he played. They released him. But did he play, or was he hurt most of the year? He he, he was, played the first part of the season. Right. Yeah. Okay. They have a kid. And I looked at him going into fantasy, and he had one game where he scored like 40 points. Yeah. And I forget his name. And he is a kid. I think he's yeah, a, they're all a rookie. Kids. Cause, yeah, they, no, he, he went off the one game. Yeah, they them. have nobody, dude. They yeah. have nobody. They have nobody on offense. They have nobody on defense. So, yeah, I hear what Mark's saying um, with, with the quarterback situation. But, you know, and that lends, lends us to another conversation, I think quarterback is everything in the NFL, right? I mean, you would do anything to bring in the right guy, you know, or just about anything, right? To to get that right guy in there. And how many right guys are there, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, are there 8? Are there 10? Are there 15? Yeah. What well, we tried to we went we went down the list one time. I think we got to 8. Yeah. <clears throat> of of quarterback, good quarterback. Yeah. So, I think, you know, that's just the the necess- it's kind of the evil part of, of quarterback, you know, like here we are, this is the position that kind of defines the NFL defines, you know, how your team does. And there's 32 teams in the NFL, but only eight quarterbacks to go around. So, yeah. you know, it makes things really difficult for. So just if, if you were Bronco GM and you were kind of trying to figure out what to do this off season, this question, what, what's your, what's your MO? I mean, to me, you, you have to get a quarterback. What's so, case on a one-year deal? Two. Two, okay. You have to get a quarterback. So the decision is, it comes down to, you know, do you keep case or do you go in a different direction? 
you know, and what's it going to cost you to go in a different direction? Um, I mean, are, are there me, any big free agents even available this offseason? Not a quarterback. I mean, Joe Flacco might Flacco's be available. Be only... He's not a free agent. Yeah, yeah, he's not a free no. So he's going to probably be the biggest name out there would be my yeah. guess. Russell Wilson was thought to be rumored to be available, but boy, what are the chances now that they made the playoffs again? I mean, that guy's a stud. I mean, yeah. how does he, how did he take that team to the playoffs? Yeah. That team was not good. He just uh, comes through in clutch too. He, he does. Is, he is. A great he was that player. kind of a player at Wisconsin. He was that kind of player at NC state before he transferred. Yeah. And that's why he got drafted in the baseball. So yeah, he's just like he's Murray out of who, uh, who drafted Oklahoma. him. Um, I think the Yankees did, actually. I, I heard – I think you're right. It yeah. was the Yankees. I, yes. I yeah. heard uh, that Murray kid might, might might not play baseball and might decide instead to he, declare for the draft. It, and he football. is kind of – He already he, was drafted. Yeah, he was drafted ninth by Oakland. He was drafted in baseball. Yeah, he was drafted ninth overall. But, I mean, you can you can get drafted in both, right? Elway yeah. did. So. Elway did. Yeah, Russell did. Bo. Bo did, of Dave course. Winfield. Yeah, Winfield. Winfield, oh, Winfield. actually all three. Yeah, oh. only guy to get all three. That guy's yeah. a monster, um, man. It's too bad we didn't get to see him in his heyday. You know. Yeah. They're some. They're expecting the Kyler. They're expecting Murray to be there. The A's are expecting Murray. To, I think Murray is one of the guys being as as small because he's shorter than Baker is, and Baker's short. Baker Mayfield, like five seven. And, well, Baker's about six foot, just like Drew Brees, and no, this and guy Murray's five, five nine. Ten, five, yeah, five nine. nine. Man, how how annoying <laughs> is it to hear that? Six foot is now short. I know. Like, dude, I would give my left nut to be six foot. I'd God. give my left nut to be five nine. <laughs> I'm gonna say, Nate Dog over there is the shortest one here. Grass is always greener. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, um, it is. Don't get caught putting lips in your shoes. That's a no no. <laughs> yep, yep. So, uh, so who would be your target? I mean, would you be targeting someone in the draft? Or well, would here's, you be- here's a- I would I would just trade everything I have for for a guy. But Hay Bear is not coming well, out. He's going back to Oregon. He was the number one quarterback yeah. prospect. So, so you're, now Haskins. you're looking at Haskins, Will Greer, and these are all but you know they're not your prototypical quarterback. The other problem but, is Denver is at what ten, ten or eleven well, in the good, draft. Uh, they're I, nine. Nine. Okay. Well, yeah. the Giants I believe are at six, and they need a quarterback they, yeah, they sorely. Do. So they're either going to have to trade up to five and, you know, hope this guy turns out to be good or right. try something different. Right. To me, you just trade, you just freaking give up the house, dude. I don't care what it takes, you know. Um, but but who are you targeting? I mean, you target one of those eight guys, you know. Well, I, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, but like, if you were the GM, who would you try to get? Because you know you're not getting cousins. Mm-hmm. You could, now, is Aaron Rodgers a possibility? That's who I'd go after. You know, because that, that team is a disaster. That, that, that team is worse than the Broncos. That's hard to say. They are yeah. worse. They don't have any talent. That's what they're. That's that is, would so. be the number one guy that I would go after. Yeah, yeah, I would go after Aaron Rodgers. He's well, probably the only. One, great? He's probably the <laughs> only one available now. You, what would you have to give up? You would have to give up two first round picks, Von Miller, and no, 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 no. You would not have to get all. No, no, no not all three of those. Von Miller counts as a first round pick. So I would say a first round pick. But it's going to take three first round picks to get an Aaron Rodgers. Don't you think? No. Um, no. No. Avon Millen a first, then maybe a fourth. That, Boy, that, I don't that, know, guys. I could see that. I could see because that. Because you got to remember, Aaron is now 35. I mean, just look at what, yeah. look what Khalil Mack got, and he's young and still in the prime of his career. I don't think you could say that about Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Uh, but that's – no, I disagree. So – I think Aaron Rodgers is as good as he's going to be right now. Yeah. I think he's mm-hmm. – yeah, I do. 
I think he was maybe a little better, you know, a year or two ago, but not much. And I think he's going to be very good for at least two more years. So, oh, I think some injuries well, yeah, are starting to take some tolls on I him, think, too. The injuries are starting to show. No, they are. They are. It's a risk, certainly. And two seasons, I mean, boy, giving up three number one picks. You know, yeah. But no, if, Khalil Mack was two first-rounders. Yeah. If we right. could do, he's young and in his prime. But he also right. plays a defensive position. This is a fucking quarterback. You know, and it's the best quarterback in the NFL, possibly, or one of the three or four, you know, top three. Yeah. So what, so <laughs> what do you think the Bears record is this season if they didn't get Khalil Mack? Uh, I don't think Khalil Mack made a huge difference in their record. Yeah, I think he made maybe a, one game, too. Yeah, maybe maybe a most. game or two. Whereas but, with Aaron Rodgers, I think the Packers pretty much would have lost every game. Oh, oh yeah, because I mean yeah. their their yeah. backup is Deshaun, Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who the they would have lost pretty. The, the I don't know how many they won. Five or six, maybe. Uh, I, with six, eight, and one. Wait, they won no. that many. Yeah, they won at least. They won at least five. Hmm. I can't remember if it was six, five, six. I think it was five or six. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. It was six, nine, and one. Anyway, he's the answer. <laughs> if you want a quarterback, that's your guy. He's probably the only one that you could get that's in the top five too, because you're not getting Patrick Mahomes. I don't care if you, <laughs> if you, you know, said, I'll give you my first round pick for the next 10 years. No, you're not going to get I him. Say my, yeah. Your next 10 first you're round. Not, you're like, no, I'd rather not, have him. Yeah. You'd rather have a guaranteed thing. Right. So you got him. Uh, I think, who else is on up there? I mean, Brady's probably past his prime. You've got. I don't see. I don't. I don't see Belichick Bree- getting Bree- rid of Brady. Yeah. Brady ever. Breeze. I mean, he, does he have another year or two left? He's getting up there. He's a, he, he he yeah he's thirty nine I think uh-huh. right now. I would not trade for Breeze at all. I would take Breeze as a free agent. I would not trade anything for Breeze. I obviously the guy is amazing. Yeah, but who right. are the good quarterbacks that you would trade for then? Who are they? Russell Wilson has got to be one of them, right? Yeah. Andrew and, Luck, is he another one, or is he a risk? I mean, he's, oh, I'd trade for Luck in a heartbeat. He's yeah, young I, I see. Luck has redeemed himself this yeah, year after I mean, the first couple of games. I've got the rust off. Yeah, he's young enough. Look at some of the young guys. Obviously, they're not, no one's. You know, they're not going to part with Baker. No, they're not no. going to part with Deshaun Watson. No. In, you know, in Texas, they're not going to part with Sam Darnold. They're not going to. So, you know, there's only so many options. Well, out there. I'll, I'll give you... And this is my whole Kirk Cousins argument yeah. right here that I wanted to get into. It's the same exact argument. You know, we don't even have to go we don't even have to go there because it's the same thing. Here is this guy. He's a top 10 quarterback statistically in the NFL. You know, every year he is. But for whatever reason, he just can't do it in the clutch. You know, anytime he plays somebody good or he's he's on prime time, I know, or he's (laughs) on prime time, he does terrible. I mean, now there's more than one guy on that team. Right. You know, but But the prime time thing is, is a very concerning. That's that's a a really, that's a highlighting going, holy crap. You don't realize it. But the good thing, the good thing is, is his performances always are pretty good. So that's something I think that someone can improve on. I do believe that. I do believe that Kirk Cousins can turn it around. Or is it a Kershaw syndrome? It could be. It you could know, be. He just he just gets too amped up or too excited or too nervous or whatever. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, because the yeah. Eagles backed into the playoffs. They did not control their own fate whatsoever. And it was their own fault. You know, they they were up 17 to Carolina in the fourth quarter and lost. <laughs> I remember that we won that bet. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, I was back home for my parents' 50th wedding anniversary for that one. Um, 
they the Titans beat them in overtime and the Cowboys beat them in overtime. So right there's three games right there he could have won. So you know yeah. Kirk Cousins and I got to actually I was doing other stuff, but I got to watch actually a lot of the Bears Vikings game that day, and he looked lost on some of those throws where he was looking. You could just look at him going, "Where are you throwing that ball to?" And so Foles is okay. There's Foles is fine. Okay. Because that was, I was gonna be like, boy, how huge would that been if just, he was gonna be just out? Just some bru- bruised ribs, no big deal. Okay, okay. He won't even feel it. No, no. <laughs> At game time, no. Nope. They'll give him a big shot of cortisol. Oh yeah. Do you? Uh, I mean, do we want to? Do we want to do college football first, or we do want to? Do we want to just roll into uh, well, the, we the playoff do, games for football? Whatever you guys want to do. Um, I'm game. We're already rolling We're on already the NFL. Yeah. NFL. <laughs> NFL. Let's just keep with it. Well, let's smack Nate in the back of the head here, so he gets rid of the hiccups. Yeah, real quick. I can't get rid of him. Well, you know what's a good cure for that? What, the ghost in the corner? <laughs> I was going to think of a whole bunch of, <laughs> of gross things to say, but uh, actually, I think you're gone. gone. A spoonful of sugar, and I have sugar in my pantry there. A spoonful of sugar gets rid of the hiccups instantly because your diaphragm can't uh, constrict for a few minutes. Mm. And that usually breaks the cycle enough that you don't have hiccups anymore. Mm. My mom taught me that cure when I was a kid. And I don't usually get them for very long when I get them. Oh, or two. Gosh, I get them forever. Yeah. I'll get them for like, like an hour and a half straight. <laughs> That that was actually not a hiccup. That was a belch. <laughs> that was a yip. <laughs> you know, my yip. my dad, you know, worked in a hospital for all those years. He told me that there were patients who like habitually hiccuped, like like oh, nonstop for years. There are. How horrible would that be? Yeah, look at the Guinness hurts, Book man. of World Records for the. There's like a guy that's been hiccuping for years straight. What a horrible record to have. I mean, Oof. I mean, yeah, it's cool to be in the Guinness Book, but man, what a horrible way to get Ugh. there. That's like being most times struck by lightning or something. Oh, you know? What a terrible stat. What yeah. do you think? What do you think? The, what do you, just off the top of your head, do you think someone's been hit three times? Oh, I know it's, it's actually more twice. than that. I, no, I, it's like it's, eight. Yeah, it's like I was gonna say it's, it's like it's eight. over five. There's one guy. There's a guy who has been hit like eight times. Yeah, I, I swear to God. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I know it was over five. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> It's what? really high. Like, out, don't stand next to that guy. Out, find out whatever religion that guy criticizes and don't criticize that one. <laughs> <laughs> because that that deity might be the right one. <laughs> or vice versa, right? right. Maybe the one he is at uh the one he worships. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's Shiva or yeah. Ganesh. Uh so first game tonight today is the Colts game, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Colts Texans. Dude, is that not an awesome matchup right there? Yeah. What, we got Texans favored by a point I and a half. I think it's a point. A point and a half? I had it a pulled up a minute ago. Yeah, point and a half was this morning uh, at about. It's a point. Okay. Colts are a one-point underdog. That's impressive. That just shows how good their defense is played. And who, who is the better defense? Is it the Colts or is it the Texans? Well, I'll tell, the Colts have been playing great. Well, here, here's a stat that I saw the other night, and it scrolled across the bottom. The Colts on defense are allowing quarterbacks to complete 71% of their passes right now. Wow. Which was an amazing stat. So bend, don't break? Is that what they're I, doing? That's what it looks like. To the, when, when I saw that stat, I'm like, did I read that right? And I waited for it to come across the ticker again. I'm like, I did read that right. Yeah, so it, it, it was one of those things where I was like, that's really impressive. So That's something else. Yeah, I I think both defenses kind of just cancel each other out. I think it comes down to the quarterback play, and I will take Andrew Luck. I I I think Deshaun is a great player, 
and is very mobile, which I think is going to help him today. You know, they're going to have some, you know, first downs from his legs for sure. Um, uh, yeah, they played twice this season, so they must be in the same division. They are. They are. Who's yeah. who's so the South? Um, the Texans have to be in the South. So is Indy in the South? They they are AFC yeah. South. Yep. Wow, that seems kind of odd for where they're positioned on the map. It is. Yeah, it's and a little weird. T. Y. Hilton had two huge games against the Texans this year. Yeah, well, and he was the, a Texan. Killer. He's not a hundred percent. Unfortunately, no, he's not. The teams are one and one against each other, and each team won by three. Yeah. So. At I home, would, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like I have. I mean, boy, who'd have taken that game? I mean, I, I, I'm going Colts, and you know, we can talk about it later when we do the gambling corner if you want to get into it. But I, I'm going to take Andrew Luck in in the clutch. I just think that they're going to get it done. Uh, both defenses are phenomenal. Both quarterbacks are going to have a tough time today. The pass rush from both teams is really good. And uh, you're going to see him running around a lot. Yeah. So I, I do think it's going to be a heck of a game, guys. I think you're looking at 21-20, you know, 21-17. Sounds about right. With a yeah. touchdown or a field goal at the very end, you know, I think it's going to be a heck of a game. So. Well, you've got um, the uh, Texans are 2-2 two and two in their last four. The Colts are 4-0. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that goes to show you who's hot going. In. And the Colts did shut out the Cowboys. Yeah, three weeks ago. Yeah, three, three or four weeks ago. But they certainly have not shut out the Texans. The no, Colts they have. also but got shut out by Jacksonville. They did. Ago, six, so. That was a six nothing game, if I remember right, without looking. Nine nothing. Nine nothing. Six, six nothing. nothing. Yeah, it was. It was just crazy. something ridiculous. Teen nothing. Maybe. No, it wasn't that high. It was under. It was single digits. Was it? That's how digits? bad it was. Yeah, that was like four weeks ago. I want to say. But six yeah, it was six. six I was gonna nothing. say it yeah. was one of those one of those oddballs. But then, they, but then they won twenty three to nothing. Yeah. So yeah, who who? But that was a long time ago. I mean, it, and you're talking about more than five weeks. Yeah. You know, that, that, but that, I mean, that's people are gonna in the memory. You know? They're gonna be watching film of that game. I'll tell you. Yeah. Oh, right, look <laughs> at they the, already the, have the so. Texans just came into Philly and lost. So. Yep. Yeah, that is puzzling. That was the biggest game of the year, right there. Really, for Philly was that yeah. win because they lose that game they. They they're, no they're at home yeah. right now. Minnesota's there. What, what, yeah. what kind of a dream is it to get to play the Redskins the last week of the season when they're on their third quarterback? Fourth quarterback. Fourth quarterback. Oh, it was their fourth quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to the third, <laughs> third string guy? I, I forget, but what do you, do you remember? Was it fifth string? I, it was, it was okay, either so fourth or fifth. Alex Smith, right, yep. was their guy, and then yep. Colt McCoy, Colt went, McCoy down, went down. And then uh, they brought in a guy. Was yeah. it uh, Derek Anderson? I want to. It could have been. There was some other guy that I didn't even recognize. Oh, that was Buffalo. That was Buffalo. Uh, who did they bring in? Mark Sanchez was there Butt for a fumble. minute. So yeah. that's three. Butt fumble, yeah. that poor guy. I know. So he was three. You're never going to live that one down. And then they had they had Josh Johnson. <laughs> that's what it was, so Josh Johnson. Four, that was four guys. I was right looking there. at him like, Josh, I'm like, who in the world is this guy? <laughs> He's like a he's like a poor man's uh, Deshaun Watson. Exactly. He's yeah. really like a fast quarterback. Yeah. So it looks like there's just the three, the, the, the three or the four of those guys. So yeah. But that's amazing. Yeah. To think, I mean, Sanchez, they wouldn't even let him start. You know, it was like, it, how does that guy keep getting on teams if they won't allow him to play? Well, like, I think the he's Broncos? the failsafe. You know, that's basically if we have a guy that we actually have to put in there, that's the guy it'll be. Otherwise, I'd rather do somebody else. You know, I mean, this is when you wish you could go to practices because, like, I remember when the Broncos had him, and I thought for sure he was going to get the shot of the Broncos' oh, starting job. He? He's got to be close to forty. 
Mark Sanchez? Yeah. No, he's probably was he even thirty one. Oh, really? Well, the, two years with the Jets, or th- no, four years with the Jets. I'm gonna say four, at least four years. You yeah. say no with conviction there. I think he's closer he's to forty young. than he is to thirty. All right, let's Gosh, see what the dirty Sanchez. I wouldn't is. be surprised if he was thir- on the far side of thirty-five. Wow, hey, you know, it could be time is going by fast these days. So, but I would have thought he was in his like. Gosh, early, I was early like, I was 30s. Like 31. I yeah, thought. you could be right. Okay, so the 32. Dirty Sanchez is 32. Okay. Gosh, he's oh, younger he's, than I thought. He's old, he, But he's older than I thought. So. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But, I mean. It, well, Tim Tebow's 31 now. Yeah. Don't imagine that. Yeah. Well, it's probably because of how many games he's, or how many teams he's played for. How I many know. Yeah. Sanchez he's like, played he's just for. been around yeah. forever. But, anyway, he was on the Cowboys first then, too. Right. Sanchez. I still can't, you know, the Dirty Sanchez guy is just, I can't <laughs> believe he never got to play for the Broncos. I really am shocked. But they didn't, I mean, they cut him. They didn't even keep him on the roster. They cut him. And that was the guy that, that was getting the first team reps for like half of the two weeks. Season. Yeah, mm-hmm. two weeks. Yep. So what did he do so badly? You know, is it just because I know for the Broncos has been their biggest hit, Achilles heel for a while now has been quarterbacks throwing interceptions. And it continued again this year with, with Chase throwing like five times more than he threw, you know, last season for the Vikings. So, uh, well, be, Mark Sanchez threw in a lot of interceptions. And you're never gonna live down the name Butt Fumble. Never, dude. What I mean, what a great name, dude. Butt Fumble. That's like that's like, dude. You could have. Why isn't he trademarked that? You yeah, should. Showing, I mean, make, make fun of yourself if it makes you money. You know. I mean, yeah. Always turn into the skid. You know? I don't think it beats Muscle Hamster though. I, <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite nickname of all time. Yeah. Although I do love Chocolate Thunder as well. Chocolate Thunder. That's Who's a good Chocolate one. Chocolate Thunder. Uh, I think it was Daryl Dawkins. He was uh-huh. a basketball player. My parents have a picture of him in their garage. He is he, was the first... he is as dark chocolate as you get, and he's dressed in a baby blue suit with white pinstripes. Oh, but he looks good. Oh, I, I you know, <laughs> I, I wish I had the picture to show you because you would be. I, he's got this huge, big old smile on his face, and my parents literally come up to almost his chest. Don't mark my words <laughs> on it, but I'm pretty sure he was the first guy to shatter a backboard. You're probably uh, right, okay. and that's why that's you know the hence the, the thunder, yeah. yeah, chocolate thunder, dude. That's just a cool name, dude. That would yeah. be that'd be great for boxing, dude. right? Jeez. All right, so let's get our score predictions here for the Texans and the, and the Colts. Uh, who wants to go first? Well, I pretty much already threw mine out there. There'll probably be a little bit more points scored than I think, just because they get tired at the end. So I'll go twenty-seven Colts, twenty-four uh, Texans. So, I'm sorry, say that one more time. 27 Colts, 24 Texans. That's actually the score that they beat them by. Oh, and you said funny. Colts win? Colts win, 27-24. Yep. JP, how about you? Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go down with a 24-21 Colts victory. I'm just going to come on a field goal in the last seconds of the game. So Vinatieri won't miss one again like he did last week? Only better or not. two weeks ago? I've only was. got two futures bets. And one of them is the Colts. So uh, I'm really hoping they get to the Super Bowl and win it. And it's because it's like, it's pretty good. I think yeah. it was like close to 20 to 1. I was going to say I've it got, had to be. I've, I've, I'll have to check my futures bets. I've still got some. I want to say six, it was 16 to 1 when I made the bet. Yeah. I, so. I, got, I, I had some pretty good, nice ones. I'm still hoping, you know, I, I, it's a long shot, but if the Bengals can win the Super Bowl. I'll make a chunk of cash. So the Bengals, you know, yeah. So I mean, fingers are crossed. Here. <laughs> yeah, because they're that's too bad. Hey, uh, hey, it's nothing's impossible. They can still do it. They can still find their way into the uh, playoffs. Uh, 
So, I, I think I got the Chargers at eight to one, and I got uh, the the Colts at I want to say sixteen to one. I know I have. I think I have three or four. And both a hundred bucks. So. I have three or four futures bets on the Chiefs, but obviously they're not making it. They can't make it past the second round. And then I've got some on the Pats still. And uh, obviously I had the Steelers, and I had the Bengals, and I had the Broncos, and I had I had the Vikings. I think I have the Chargers. <laughs> I do have the Chargers still. So. Um, Oh, I think I had. I think I did one of the Vikings, but they. I, I early on, I, I was a little worried about the Vikings when I saw like After they, they the weren't Buffalo dominating. Game. Well, they just weren't dominating teams the way that I was like. Well, they the were the first so couple good. weeks. Yeah, oh, the yeah. first couple weeks they Are you did. Kidding me? But, I crushed yeah. it with Cousins and Taylor. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, but real quickly, it seemed like that you could just tell the defense wasn't the same defense. And sometimes it's just it's just an off year. I mean, there's nothing like scandalous or or wrong or anything yeah. it just it just didn't quite work out it didn't so. click yep. um well i mean kirk cousins is notorious for doing this and i've known him playing against that team in dc that i refused to name um watching them just completely flop in big games gotta, especially like when the bills came in to and that was in minnesota right yeah mm-hmm. when the bills come in there and I'm do starting, that to, him. I'm and starting like, to develop oh, a hatred for the Eagles, though. I have to admit it. Because <laughs> every time the Vikings are on the sore end of something, the Eagles are on the benefiting end. <laughs> and it's there. really, really starting to get under my skin a little bit. Uh, you you got to love my shirt, then. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like the, the guy in the elevator on that commercial the with the, the blinking of, sweater. What's above the Philly? What is what? that symbol? Oh, it's the Keystone State. We're the Keystone State. Because what's we're one keystone? of the – you know what the key, you know what the keystone is, right? Well, I've, there's a in, couple different yeah. keystones that I know of. In the archway, there's the keystone that holds the archway up in the middle. So Pennsylvania, with all the original colonies, was right in the middle of all of them. That's why it's the Keystone State. Oh, I, I didn't know that's what that meant. So the keystone is the main stone in like the doorway or something yeah. like that. So are Philly cops the Keystone cops, or is that a whole? Different well, that's a whole different genre of uh, slapstick comedy there. But okay. um, but yeah, if you <laughs> see that, though, you'll have you'll see this emblem on their, I think on the, uh, on their on their hats and everything on, oh, on really? the badge. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. It's it's I've the key, it's, it. it's the Keystone State, and it is a Commonwealth. Yeah. Established 1682. That must be the state, not the team. I don't think the football yeah, was around no, no, then. No, they, no, that's that's the state. They're a commonwealth like Massachusetts, huh? Commonwealth like Virginia, Massachusetts. Yeah. Do you know what the difference is between a state and a commonwealth? Uh, I know probably I, taxes. I, I know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, right. I know. When I was back there, I had township taxes that I had to pay on top of state taxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, do you know what it is? Not not offhand, no. but one of us should look that up. That'd be an interesting. It, uh, it's more taxes. What it is. Is, is really what it comes because like uh, I, I know when I was back there I had to pay I you know, was like, like here we pay our state tax we pay our federal tax back there I, mean, I paid, let's look at the I paid name. my township taxes yeah look at well, the but name there's, but there's city taxes in Denver right in Denver or, or if you work in Denver mm-hmm. um, look, look at look at the name Commonwealth to me that says let everybody have some of the wealth like mm-hmm. let the commons have the wealth too you know, so like I think it's tax related. That's totally a guess. No, I think you're right on the lines of that. It's been so long. It's just I remember the first time after I moved to Colorado and I went back for the work for the Iron Pigs. Yeah. I was just, I was like, Dad, what the hell is this con- or this uh this township tax? I'm like, Yeah. What do I have to pay a damn tax to the township for? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a giant. It's like so. a giant HOA, right, Mark? <laughs> oh that's, that's exactly what. That's exactly what it is. It's a giant HOA. I told everybody at home that story. I was like, kind of a ridiculous 
seller <laughs> doesn't tell you that there's a special assessment of 175 fucking dollars a month that you're going to be paying and that they don't tell you about ahead of time. It's like, how is that not a big deal to people? It's like, really? How many people, how many people are that lenient, have that much extra spare cash to pay on rent or mortgage that that doesn't matter? You know, and it's like it's that. Yeah, HOA is a total scam. It always has been. $400 HOAs for these places in Boulder and Denver that are not even kind of worth it. I don't care if you have a if you have a pool, a a community center, uh, a gym, a playground, and you do some special maintenance. Okay, 400 might might be then 300 is okay. But 400 is never okay. There's no there unless you are living in a penthouse. Where they need to spend that much money to, you know, like be well, able to doctor the video I mean, logs when you get the dead hooker or when you have to, you know, cover the drugs coming in the back way. You know, I mean, those places I understand why they got to spend that kind of money to cover your. Th- they're going to ruin the allure of a town of a townhouse or a condo eventually because, oh, God, yeah. you know, There's that's no always point. been the allure is, OK, yeah, it's cheaper, you know, and as a, a small either, you know, maybe a couple or a single guy or woman, you know, that that live by themselves, that was a good option for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they could mm-hmm. go in, get a hundred, you know, it used to be a $50,000 investment. Now it's, you know, in Denver, it's a, mm-hmm. anywhere from a hundred to $200,000 investment just for a condo. But, yep. uh, you know, depending on, obviously you can get them for millions, but, uh, you know, it's just unbelievable. Anything under what? about 140, you're looking at a, 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 a literally a shack. Yeah. And I mean, you say, you know, $400 a month, what does that give you in real in you know all realism? It gives you some snow removal, probably right. some like ground water, water and sewer, water and sewer, and probably garbage and trash. And Those, that's really probably what it gives you. Yep, that's what most of them are. Now, Those to three me, things, and then exterior maintenance, which I, is lawns. And I haven't your paid a trash bill in year because in the city of Denver you don't pay trash, so I don't really? know. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's part of your taxes, so it just they just come oh, by out of your property tax. Yeah, I well, you know, don't mark my words on that. I'm not sure if it is part of property tax or not. But I'm just curious. It, if you're a taxpayer in the city limits, you know, you you get your garbage oh, for free. So, yeah, I don't know. All all I can say is this: is that there is it, it is discouraging me to the point where like. I don't even have any optimism anymore. There's no way I'm ever going to be afford be able to afford anything. But you know what? The good news is the economy looks like it's about ready to tank, yeah. and stocks are starting to get ready to tank. So I've already moved all my money out of stocks and into uh, federal yields and defense contractors because those are two things that never go south. They may not grow, but they don't go south. And I want to wait until uh, you know. And then when the market hits rock bottom, then yeah. switch everything back over to stocks and then make the proceeds on it. And it was interesting having conversations with some of my uh, my, my uh, parents and, and their friends on New Year's about them telling me, like, you know, when they started saving for retirement and that it's not too late to start saving. They didn't start till they were in their 40s. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they all have pensions because they're all teachers. So it's like, well, don't forget they have a little pension coming with that. Right. But they also don't get social – or they don't get uh, – you get a different kind of social security. It's not the social security that we're going to get. Right. Well, <laughs> that we would get if it wasn't gone by then. Yeah. And uh, – it's really interesting, though, to look at, like, how fast money can grow. But they were all talking about how oh, they had lost all this money. Two words for you, dude. <laughs> compound interest. Right. Right. <laughs> and they had talked about how much money they lost when the stock market tanked in the recession and then that they all got it all back. And I said, I understand that they, it, everyone got it back and then some because it went from 16000 all the way up to 26000 in the stock in the Dow. But what I, what I want to do is I want to jump onto stocks when they hit that rock bottom because then – 
you won't just make your money back. You could triple or quadruple your money. And yeah. if I could do that, I would suddenly be – if I could triple my money in my 401K in the next 10 years, I'd be in a much, much, much better position But you than could, you know – it's funny. I just took this financial class actually recently and they, you know, they talked a lot about compound interest and, you know, they show you, had you put a hundred dollars away from the time you were 18, um, you know, a hundred dollars a month, every month. And you put it just in like a normal, like average stock with a return of around like 12%, you know, on your, on your money, you would have like, over four million dollars or something like that when you retire mm-hmm. it's like a probably more staggering yeah. number it's a staggering number um so yeah it, and it is it's all about compound interest i mean you know you get a hundred dollars in there you have 10 percent interest the next year it's 110 and then you're making money on the interest that you just made from the interest of the year before mm-hmm. and it just you know once you get up to that huge number that freaking percentage brings home some dough you know so uh, that's where you want to get. And once you get into like that 15, 10 to 15 year range, that's when you start really making money, you know, so you can and then you at think 40, about, 40, 45, start saving and do fine. And I try to think back, like I thought back about that. Cause I mean, I, I remember when we took my first uh, finance course to see you, a guy talked about the exact same thing. And he was talking about how compound mm-hmm. interest would just, you know, how, how it can just snowball so much as mm-hmm. you get into the past 25 years. And he also talked about how you need to get up to about ten, fifteen thousand, because that's when growth starts to happen. Because otherwise, it's such a small amount of money. Even if you are growing quickly on compounding, it's going to take you a long time to get to where you get to right. a level that actually starts sustaining sustaining right. money. And uh, but then I thought about when I was eighteen. So I was like, well, I was eighteen, I was making minimum wage. Nineteen, I was making minimum wage or close to it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, twenty was the year that I moved, or twenty one when I moved to Colorado. So I was still making minimum wage then. And so I was thinking, could I have put a hundred bucks away a month when I was making minimum wage? That's Do you a think great you could? Question. No, I don't know, but Might maybe be because I used to have lots I think of it, well, though. I think it depends on your situation. Yeah. You know, right? Um, I think there are a lot of uh, helicopter parents, and that it's the day and age of that kind of thing. <laughs> so people are living, you know, they're living at home till they're twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. Well, so that helps away the millennial money. right now. It's uh, yeah. you know they're 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 living at home till they're thirty sometimes because mm-hmm. they're saving money. They don't want a car, you know. They 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 get around on public transportation. They don't want to own a house. They'd rather rent and have someone take care of everything for them. Yeah, or not, or not pay rent. Yes, or, you know that's what nicer, that's what we're yeah. turning to a lot of Which, times. In turn, you're seeing that's why you're seeing such an uptick in the trades right now, right? Because you know plumbing and electricity and like because that people are have gotten lazy. Yes, and they don't know how to do anything on their own anymore, and so these people are needed, you know. And like considering what the plumbers made when we were living on Ithaca and had to have that sink fixed, and that was how many years ago? Twelve. Mm-hmm. So I'll bet you as a plumber now, you're making 60 to 70 to 80 bucks an hour as, as a beginner. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite that good as a beginner. My, you know, my brother's uh, what they call a journeyman plumber. And I think it's at least five years you have to do that. If not seven before you become a master. And then that's when you can start making some dough is when you become a master, you can charge hourly, you know, pretty high. But right now I don't, you know, I'd be surprised if my brother made over 60, Okay. 60k, yeah. But oh, that's in really? South Dakota. Okay. But they paid for his they paid for his school, you mm, know, they nice. yeah. they were like, "Hey, you go to school." Dude, my brother, he got a brand new truck, you know, for all his tools and stuff like that, and he's like kind of a type A, so it's like incredibly organized, you know. I think <laughs> that's why mean. they like 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's why they, they knew that Zach would take good care of it, you know? Sure. And so I think there's some angry people that are older than him that have been there a long time. <laughs> but if you go look at their current trucks, you'll understand why they're not getting a new truck, sure. you know? Sure. Uh, Zach will take good care of it. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, the trades and such, you know, I think is, is, is a good sign of, you know, what the millennials are up to, you know? Trust yeah. me, I wish I had. I I wish I had a trade to fall back on. That would've been nice. Oh, know. I mean, just look at the, you know, just look at uh, all the people that came through uh, the the past couple of places I worked, going all the way back to Spice of having degrees in all these other places that can't get hired anywhere. Yeah. You know, I have a really good friend right now that has a degree from a, a school in yeah, state. College degree and, and he, doesn't really. He do can't it. get hired anywhere right now. It doesn't really do much for you anymore. A regular bachelor's. No. And, but I can tell you from looking at jobs that a lot of jobs do require a minimum four-year bachelor's degree and they still don't pay anything Mm -hmm. like i mean when you're looking at wanting a bachelor's degree and five to ten years experience and then they say oh we're gonna pay thirty-eight you're like have you lived in this city in the last 20 years because 20 years ago that would have been hard it's fifty thousand dollars is now for a single income fifty thousand dollars a year is survival in denver i mean if, if you don't have any outside assistance coming in or any supplemental income I mean, I can just tell you from experience that about 50 can, 50k is about about paycheck to paycheck, unless you don't have any like debts. But you know, I mean, I have student loans, so that'll I'll never not have debts. I mean, yeah. I think they want right now. I think they're they say based on my income, I should be paying about 460 bucks a month in student loans. And I just laugh and say, well, okay, we share a good laugh, and I say, okay, well, I'll send you 100 bucks, you yeah. know, because that's what I can afford. So, yeah. but um, when I was making good money in my last position. I was paying 560 bucks a month and only taking off $200 of principal. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? And that, that, that's, yeah. that has to change. But I am confident that that is going to change. There's going to be a mass forgiveness because they're going to have to. Because once this generation starts to die off, the one that's currently, like, you know, our, our parents' generation, mm. basically, they're going to have a problem because they're not going to have enough people owning homes in this country to keep the economy going. And they'll have to do something because no one will be able to afford a home otherwise. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few years when uh, technology starts to eliminate jobs and, and all that kind of stuff, but taking it back to sports, how far away do you think we are? And I'm sure we've talked about this before, but how far away are we from AI or digital or computerized um, refereeing or umpiring or, or, or penalty calling things like that? Not far. Well, we're uh, we're already uh, implementing it in uh, tennis. Tennis has the the uh, the line, um, the laser lines, mm-hmm. where they oh, can they do. Yeah, they, yeah, they have those laser lines where they, they can do go have back. a human judge though. Yeah, they still have the human yeah. judge, but they have where it can get you right down on there. It, it goes by it, the computer. I think the judge can overrule it. Yeah, but you know, but, or maybe just be there in case there's a glitch or something. Maybe. Yeah. But how cool would it be? I mean, because I'm waiting for when they start incorporating technology into the field and. In- for it won't, that's what I'm, it That'll won't be, be long. long. It won't be long at all. I, I mean, to me, like the goal line, yeah, there's got to be some like laser field wall they could put there. Well, right? and, and then as soon as the ball touches it, like you put a chip inside well, the ball. Well, we, we already know, have. And, and, and you can also extend the, uh, the field goal pipes to the ceiling. Right. You know, digitally, you don't have to have, the, you know, have, have a physical structure yeah. and then have it just going up yeah, after you that. Could. Right. Uh, they also, they already have, and they've been, they've been unveiling this and uh, ESPN is going to have, I think, 60 to 80 cameras uh, out in um, Santa Cruz, California for the national champions game on Monday. But they they also have the pylon cameras where you go straight down the end line and straight down mm-hmm. um, the sideline where the pylon cameras are right there showing you what's going those on. Those are now. cool. I that like is pretty those. cool. <laughs> I've only seen a few games with those, but yeah. those do look cool. And then did you see that 
I think it was China, uh, just recently created a hologram you can touch. Like that has physical mass somehow. I don't know how that works, but that's interesting. Like it, you can, it, you feel something. You yeah, mean? like it's a hmm. hologram that you can like move. So I don't know how that works and and what's going on with that. But just to show you where tech is going, right? Wow. And how great is that for uh, virtual reality porn? <laughs> That's oh. gonna that's gonna be a huge. I, I knew he was going there at some point with that statement. <laughs> that in the and things sex, are looking good for Mark's that, love life. <laughs> that that and sex robots, dude, are gonna are gonna change marriage yeah. in in fundamental ways. Because think about it, then it will no longer be, attraction will no longer matter because you can satiate yourself with virtual, virtual reality. Instead, everything can just be based on a person to person. You know, be a nice change. True. You know, and then and then after that, won't be long after that. So you'll wear a personal hologram device, which will change the way you look. So if you're fat, it'll make you look thin. If you're scrawny, yeah. it'll make well, you look buff. I think buff. at some point, yeah, there will be like cyborgs, you know? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I think there will be. I think there'll be like computers and, you know, different well, eyes, electronic. Right? And... Every, I mean, everybody with, a bet with bad eyes, even people with good eyes, right? I mean, who wouldn't want eyes that you could zoom in and zoom out or look in infrared right. or look in, you know? Yeah, that's coming. Or fly. Your eyes fly? Well, I no, I'm saying if you could fly, like if you could have wings. Oh, you know, right. great. Yeah, I already told you that. I told you I think that Snapchat filters are going to become real. Like girls are going to start getting tails and ears that look cute put on and like surgically attached or whatever. And then if they could get wings, though, who wouldn't get wings? I mean, although how big would wings have to be for you to actually fly? I don't know. But how cool would football be if you could like jump up and use your wings to flutter for a few seconds? Maybe they're not the maybe they're not wings. Maybe they're like gyroscopter <laughs> like inspector so, gadget. I don't know. So yeah. so real quick this I'm gonna jump subjects just because I got a picture for you guys. Yeah. We're talking about chocolate thunder. This is a picture to my my parents' garage. Oh, that's cool. awesome, dude. dude! You should post that on our site. I'm, go, I'm going to. I didn't have it before. I, I, text, I texted out. I was like, Send, "Take a suit. picture of that." I'm like, that's a, "That is a great <laughs> suit, man." And I'm sorry to say this, but a white man could not wear that suit. No, <laughs> could not pull that off. No, yeah. I don't think so. But that is a great suit. Yeah. I mean, look at that thing. That is beautiful. Man, I like a good suit, and that is a good suit. I forget where they were at. Where I think they, maybe where they like that, a but. like a David Beckham or something could maybe pull that yeah, suit maybe off. Beckham. Well, you have to be a, a, some kind of a star, some kind yeah. of a celebrity. Yeah. You couldn't. Put I that couldn't up, go walking because, down the street like that. Well, you couldn't <laughs> wear that to the office. You had to. No. You have to wear that to a to an event or something. That's more right. of, a, of a going out and about suit, not a not a working suit. We should know. post that to the to the website. Yeah, I'm gonna get that up. I gotta try to crop that the picture a little bit. That is awesome. No, we don't want to crop it. We want you in there too. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I, I, like I said, that was a great picture. When they yeah. showed me that picture, I was like, "Oh, that's classic." Yeah. <laughs> great. Thunder. The thunder. The thunder from down under. So I don't think I ever actually gave my score for the for the Colts game. No. Yeah. So I'll do. Uh, I think the Texans are going to win. I'm going to go 27 to 21, Texans. And I'm sorry, who did you take? I took the Colts you at 24-21, yep. uh, kicking the field. I think it's going to be tied 21-21, coming down to the end of the game, and the Colts will kick that field goal. I think there's a chance that Javion Clowney uh, affects the game enough to, or, or gets luck uh, in enough hurries mm-hmm. to uh, slow him down. On a side note, luck doesn't look very strong to me when you see him just like on a normal picture. You know, he's kind of, like his arms look kind of scrawny or whatever. He is like a hidden muscle dude. I saw the picture with him with his arms raised and yeah. flexing when he was, scored that touchdown. They had a picture of it on ESPN. The dude has cannons. 
I mean, massive triceps, huge biceps, yeah. and then another muscle group. I'm not even sure what it is. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind, I guess. He doesn't strike you <laughs> as the type to work out, you know, yeah. like a Peyton no, Manning. He, or he, he spends his off-season, like, in France and Paris and all that. But maybe it's uh, uh, maybe it's the demeanor and the way he speaks. Like, because he doesn't cuss or, you know, he's just like, oh, oh shucks, it's, it's great to be in the playoffs, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Well, so. that's his Stanford upbringing, I think, with just that pedigree background of, yeah. of everything. Because then his dad was in professional sports and he grew up around locker rooms. I don't know, but I know that I remember right. yeah, I know Andrew yeah. Luck is still driving like a Camaro. Yeah. He doesn't even buy a nice car. Anyway. Yeah, his dad was a pro. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's that down to earth mentality. I mean, the the beard, the scruffy hair all over the place. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely not getting Giselle. He didn't he he, <laughs> no. and he talks weird. <laughs> He I don't does. Know if he has a speech impediment or what that is. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> isn't wait, isn't uh, he? You know, I was really happy to make that uh, pass. And, uh, isn't he originally from it's Texas? Like, it's like he's Alfred E. Newman. I don't know. You know. Yeah, Alfred E. Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that sound like the right voice? Yeah. Or the voice they had in front of him in The Simpsons. Uh, okay, so let's move on to Seahawks and Cowboys. That's you want to do the uh, you want to do the trivia question real quick? Since we're about eight past the hour. Wow, that's a fast hour. It was a fast hour. First hour in three day or three weeks. Yeah. Uh, going by <laughs> kind of quick. All right, so go ahead and reread that question. Okay, how many teams are in the NFL playoffs this year who weren't in it last year? So, you you and that weren't here when we made right, the question up. Right. You want to try and okay. see how many you can get? Uh, the AFC is going to be the Chargers, the Ravens, the Colts, and the Texans. Uh, the NFC is obviously the Cowboys, the Bears, and uh, believe the Seahawks weren't in it last year. But that one, no, they weren't in it because the Seahawks would have had to play uh, Minnesota or New Orleans to get to Philly. I think. Wow, that's anticlimactic. You got all of them on the first try. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that hard of a trivia. It was a good one, but it wasn't. You know, it it shows you the balance sometimes of the team cycling through. That's what makes the NFL great, guys. We talked about it earlier. All these teams that cycle in and out of the playoffs, there's this, all this parity. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, again, I think that quarterback position lends itself to this parity because, mm-hmm. you know, the more common thing is a bad quarterback. So oh, there's yeah. 24 bad, you know, well, maybe he, not bad, but just bad, less than average. But right. you know? as, uh, as the quarterbacks age, so the team's looking like, right? Like the Giants. The Packers. Yes. Uh, who else do we got that's got an older because quarterback? Because that's well, how you well, build. Saints don't count. Well, look how the, the the Ravens look with Flacco at quarterback, and all of a sudden now they're six and one with with Lamar starting. But and Lamar runs more than he passes. Those he are does. the teams that continue to do well, or the ones that infuse the youth with what they have. Yes. The Patriots, the Chargers. Yep. Um, you know, how good New the, Orleans. Remember how good the Packers used to be at drafting? Mm-hmm. And how badly they've done now for about oh, five years. Yep. It's hard. Yep. <laughs> Like the Broncos, if Elway can do another good draft, because the last draft was great. If they can do one more good one, yeah. they've got a shot to be to, to really improve their team. Well, Chubb, I'm shocked right they too. didn't get oh. rid of the GM well, was, in Green was, Bay. But I mean, it's too. not just Chubb. I mean, they had a oh, nice draft. I know. It was just it was so nice when Chubb just fell right to him at five. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> we'll have to look back and see because they there were some good drafts this year. Broncos had a draft. They did. The Colts had a great draft. Colts did. Um, and that Quentin Nelson has turned out to be a monster. And the the linebacker they got in the second round is a monster. I mean, he's as good as Rokon oh, Smith. Quentin, no, Quinton's last year, wasn't he? Was that, is he first year? I thought he was last. I thought he was last year rookie. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Quinton Nelson. No, they traded up to get Quinton in this last draft, didn't they? Oh no, I you don't remember. Dang, man, now I can't remember either. JP, <laughs> do you remember when Quinton came out of the NFL? Because he was Notre Dame, right? By the way, you should uh, call your buddy up who called the show a uh, uh, touting Notre Dame and. Uh, oh. We- <laughs> 
he he already he sent me a text. He's like, <laughs> he, he was on a state college at Penn, Penn State with his son Joey, and uh, he's like, JP, you were right. <laughs> he's like, Ponus, you were right. I admit it. <laughs> I mean, it could have just been a bad week, but because that was a slaughter. It was a slaughter, was and, and I said it was an off week for you guys, but you also you you, you held tough in the first one. We'll get to this in the what college. What was the final? Thirty to three. Yeah. Yeah. They. It, it was Clemson one of those. Squeaker. It, 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 Clemson's such a tough team, and they don't have a Fletcher or Ducks. That's Fletcher. Um, going to be playing in three out of the tight end and an offensive lineman again because um, of that. Uh, Article B substance that's found in supplements over the counter oh, wow. that they tested positive for. What team was it? Was it was it was Clemson that lost three players? Yeah, and they're going to do and it they, again. And they stills rolled. Yeah. Wow. So you know, I'll get to that when we get to college football a little bit more. But yeah, Howie Howie did uh Howie did send me a couple texts there. Um, to uh, I just, just wonder. To, I, just I mean, it, I have to say, it makes me smile to know that Howie's eating some crow right now. Oh yeah, yeah. and he'll be the first one to admit it. No, I know he will. He, when he's wrong, I don't, really he care, about him, I don't really care about him eating crow as much as I'd like to see Notre Dame lose. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. You know, it's funny because uh, uh, you know, on Golik and Wingo, Golik Junior's on the show, and Golik right. Junior paid or played for uh, Notre Dame. And boy, and did so they! So his dad, right? Yeah, what, yeah. His dad went to Notre Dame, then he went, got drafted by the Eagles, and he played, uh, finished off with the Dolphins and the Oilers. And um, it was just funny, you know. They were all, oh, this and that, and yeah. leading up the game, and all of a sudden, it was like, oh yeah, you got your butt kicked. <laughs> yeah, any given Saturday or Sunday, you know, it, that's, what, it, that's, what, it, it, that's it, what it comes down to. Is any it given does. day, you it can does. win. I mean, somehow the Buffaloes won five and zero, oh, and then somehow didn't make the bowl games. <laughs> I yeah. still can't believe that. Yeah, I, I I can believe that in a little bit, and I don't want to get off topic here since we're talking NFL. I can believe that just knowing how McCartney or uh, McIntyre was as a coach, not McCartney guy. Yeah. We're going way back there. Uh, McIntyre, McCartney, yeah, original coach. Yeah. Mac. <laughs> um, just knowing how he was as a coach, and knowing how that 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 game plan, you saw the speed, and everyone adjusted to it, and he didn't adjust. To Back. everyone else, right? And that's exactly what he's done for yep. years. And McIntyre yep. was interesting. He sure praised Jesus when they were winning, but boy, he boy. didn't mention Jesus at all when they no, lost. He so did not. Like, uh, <laughs> hey, man, maybe Jesus was pissed at you because he was blessing you before. So yeah, that's a, that's a that's a five and zero team that won zero and six <laughs> to end the season. Was it zero and six or zero and seven? It might have been actually. Seven. Oh, it was zero and seven. My bad. Pretty sure zero and yeah. seven. But games, we, right? we got the defensive coordinator from Georgia. You know, that's a great hire, bringing an SEC defensive coordinator for, Tucker, for that. Yeah, for Especially that for school. school. Known for their linebackers. Yeah, for that school to get him, he'll be able to go out to California and bring in talent. That would be him, huge. So. How about just keeping the talent from Colorado? That's the big one. That is, yeah. McIntyre wasn't able to do that. Uh, what's his name before? Embry. Was, Embry wasn't able to do that. And we have and a Hawkins. lot of good high school teams here. Yeah, I mean, Barnett yeah, actually uh, was able to do it. He was kind of the last one. Yeah. And then the guy from Boise State came, and he was terrible. And yeah, Hawkins. Yeah. Uh, well, Hawkins. I remember the, after after we got Hawkins like that off season before they started playing with him, it was like, well, you know, the guy with the talent in Boise was the offensive coordinator, wasn't oh, the yeah. coach, and it's like, oh, good. And then who comes to a school and makes their son the starting QB, who's terrible? I was going to mention that, but I, I kept my mouth shut. But yeah, I don't know if he was terrible. He was terrible. But I don't know if he was necessarily the best option. No, no, he was not. You and know? the fact that they kept switching quarterbacks all the time, you know. But anyway, that's that's ancient history. Neither here nor there anymore. So yeah. Seahawks, Cowboys, yes, should be another good matchup. 
Great we've, got a, we've got a strong defense in the Cowboys going against a uh, relatively strong lately, at least, offense, especially with, uh, is it Carson that's been, uh, not, uh, yeah, Carson's been running like a madman lately, especially with Penny He's a good now player. out. Yeah. Uh, and you've got the uh, Bobby Wagner back weakened, there. as a running back? You no, know, Bobby Wagner as a linebacker for the Seahawks. Yeah. Oh, He's gotcha. a monster. Because remember, this is a rematch from week three. In the NFL, that oh. Seahawks won up up there in Seattle. In Seattle, yes. All right, yeah. so that'll be in you know I, now that that's where I'm leaning. Uh, not so much because of any specific player or anything like that. The experience. the The Cowboys don't have a lot of playoff experience. I know they think they made it last year or the year before or both. Uh, the Eagle or the the Seahawks still have a lot of players who have gone very deep in the they playoffs. Do. They do. And you've got a coach who's very experienced in the playoffs. I think that matters, so I'll go ahead and go first, and I am going to say the Seahawks are going to go into the Cowboys or go into Jerry Jones uh, Cathedral, whatever you call it, and they're going to walk away with a 31-20 to 20 victory. 31-20. You want to go or do you want me to go? I think it's going to be ugly, ugly, and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go with a just bizarre score because it's probably going to be ugly. So I'll go 15 Seattle, 9 Dallas. <laughs> that is bizarre and ugly. Yep. I huh, mean, that's, I, that's interesting. I, I think Seattle takes takes the win just due straight to Russell Wilson. You know, I, Dak Prescott just doesn't do it for me. I mean, he's serviceable. Zeke is very good. You know, they, they'll be able to ball control for a while. You know, I think – uh, and do fairly well. I think Cooper's a real wild card. I think if he comes out and has a good game, then maybe the Cowboys could spin it their way. You notice but... how he had a good start with the Cowboys, and then he's been very quiet well, the last two games. If you watch the Giants game, Dak Prescott couldn't even hit him when he was wide open. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not his fault if you you know if you don't get the ball thrown right. your way, especially well, I, if you're wide open. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna agree with you on a, on this one's gonna be a weird score just because of these two teams. Yeah. Um, Safety. And this this billion dollar playpen that is no more because of the Vikings' new stadium and Atlanta's new stadium. This this cow pasture, as I call it, it's gonna be a twenty Jerry World, yeah, twenty six twenty. Um, Seahawk victory. Wow! So straight chalk on the Hawks, boys. 26-20. Go bad for him. We're all picking them. That's going to be trouble. It's it's it could, it's going to be an odd game, I think. Yeah. Just the right. way that's going to come come down to it. And so that one last tomorrow, I looked was two and a half. So tomorrow morning we've got the Chargers going into two. the Ravens. Two. What? The spread is two. Oh, two points on the for Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And then how about for Chargers Ravens? Uh, Chargers one, Ravens is Chargers are plus two and a half. Okay, interesting. I would not have thought they'd be favored, or I mean underdogs. I thought they'd be favored. Um, I'm just gonna go. Well, I, actually, JP, you go first. You got on this one. All right, Chargers Ravens. This was a really good game. Um, up until uh, basically who uh, Adam Gates uh, or right? Uh, what's what's the uh, tight end's name? Gates. For, Antonio. 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 Gates uh, fumbled the ball, and it was oh, a pick. Right. It was the pick six. I mean, if you looked at fantasy points on this one, the um, the the Ravens defense had five points up to that up until that that scoop fumble and 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 score. Um, so this is an interesting matchup because it is in Baltimore, and it is Lamar Jackson. 
we're really not sold on a running game here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you don't, you're not loving Gus Edwards. You know, I, I think Gus is great. I just don't think they use him enough right. with with the run option with the way they do. It. Um, I tell you what, this is Philip Rivers' last chance. I think complete last chance. Yeah, I do too. Um, so I'm going to go, they had a nice draft by the way. Their, yeah. their freaking cornerback that they drafted is unbelievable. I think, unbelievable. I think Lamar gets some jitters here. Gets going to be 31, 24 chargers. I think Lamar shows his, a little rookie status in this one, even though he hasn't showed it yet this year. So I agree. Um, I think that, I think that the, Chargers can stop the option running game that they do with Lamar Jackson. And I think, I can't think of the last time I remember a rookie winning the playoff game. I'm sure there has been a few, but I can't think of any. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that might be. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure there's probably been at least one, but I, I, I can't think of any who, who, oh, Russell Wilson, I think, would be one, maybe. Yeah. That, oh. Yeah. Because he was a, was he a third round pick, I think, that year. And then, and then the next year they won the Super Bowl, right? Third the or even year. fourth. Might even have been a fourth round pick. Yeah, that was a nice pick. I remember him in preseason, and you're like, whoa, this guy's got some talent. Well, remember they had signed uh, that guy from the Packers, Flynn, mm-hmm. to, to a, a big contract. And then they brought in uh, your boy, uh, uh, was it Jackson? Yeah. Started with a T. Tavares. Tavares Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, and that was yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I I just think that you know the uh, rookie's going to lose. Uh, Chargers are looking great, so I'm going to go 28 to 10 in favor of the Chargers. The Chargers, huh? I I do I do think Baltimore's the better team, guys. Um, and they're at home. And they're at home. Now, I also believe that we're going to see some Joe Flacco. So, um, wouldn't that be something to bring well, him it, in instead for the experience? Well, well I'll tell you what, if, if Lamar shows up a little lame and Lamar's lame, starting but, the game, don't get yeah. me wrong. But if I, he doesn't play well, yeah, if he doesn't play well, and that, you know, and the defense will keep it close. So, I, I think that, uh, I'll go Baltimore 23 20. Now, Melvin Gordon is playing, right? Yeah. Okay. Last I sure. heard, he was. I just want to make sure of that. All right. So we got one more game to go. Eagles at Bears. Now I know JP's taking the Bears, but I'm six just and a half point spread for the Bears. Yeah. Yep. So Nate, we'll let JP go last. So what would you? What's your score prediction? I like the Eagles nice. to win the game straight up. Actually, um, I think the Bears' defense is fantastic. Um, but I don't think their offense is ready for the big time yet. I do. I mean, I think they have some really good pieces. I think Trubisky is a pretty good quarterback. Um, you know, I think their two running backs are really good. And I don't know if that receiver is done, if he got hurt or not. Miller, That's a question. Anthony Miller, is that his name? Uh, he's out. He is he's out. That's IR. too bad because he's a good <laughs> player. Yeah. That hurts them to lose him, but well, he's yeah, been gone. I just, he's been gone for like three weeks. Personnel-wise on offense, they just don't scare me. Really, Tariq Cohen's the only like explosive player left after this Miller guy getting hurt. So I, I don't know. I just think Baltimore is going to be able to kind of control the tempo of the game, and in the end, I mean Eagles, or excuse me, Philly, yeah, uh, control the game until the end, and then I think Nick Foles will do his thing. Score, say Nick. I, I think low twenty three twenty score yeah. 
So I I agree with you in that uh, the Bears defense I think looks fantastic. Looks um, not maybe not quite Bronco level from their Super Bowl or Raven level from their Super Bowl or Bears level from their Super Bowl, but pretty darn good. Um, on offense, I disagree. I think their offense is really good. And I think Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen are going to be a huge problem for the Eagles. I don't think they can stop the run. I think they really can't stop the screen pass. And I think the pitch also they're going to have trouble with. I think it's not going to be pretty. I think the Bears are going to win. And I'm going to go 45 to like 16, I think. So. Wow. Okay. I mean, it definitely has the potential to be like it that. It definitely does. You know, Nagy's a smart guy. He's a good coach. And, yeah, they like I said, I think they have some pieces. I don't feel as strongly about him as Mark does. But, I, you know, I do like Tariq Cohen a lot. I think uh-huh. he's a, a fantastic, I just, I, I think explosive what they do have, player. I think, what they, I think where the Bears are strong on offense is where the Eagles are weak on defense. And that, that's yeah. why I think it'll be uh, – it'll get ugly. Yeah, it's good. But, I, you know, Doug – Doug Peterson could get a taste of his own medicine here with, right. uh, with right. you know, an innovative offensive mind coming mm-hmm. in and, you know, kind of showing him the business. A Philly, a Philly I, special I, to Trubinsky in the end zone? I don't see it. I think Foles is too much. I think Foles is too good, you know, and takes it home. So. St. Nick, I like that. Well, I like that you say that. St. Nick. <laughs> All right, JP, well, we'll let you, we let you go last for your well, boys. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to pull the uh, Fowler-Herbstreet of calling the game um, where they're not allowed to pick the score or the winner. <laughs> Because uh, they can't do that on game day, um, so they'll give the they always give their expert opinion on it. So I'm not gonna since it's my team, I won't pick a score. I'm gonna I'll, I will say this: the Bears defense is as good as advertised. Uh, make no mistake about it. Turbinsky, yeah. I'm I'm fifty percent sold on him and fifty percent not sold him on him right now. Yeah. And the game's gonna go on. Yeah. It, the, the game's gonna go on is Long and Fletcher Cox going to get in his face and how many sacks are they going to get on him? Just as many as, you know, they're going to talk about Khalil Mack and everybody else getting sacks on Nick Foles. And um, I think we're going to be looking at a pretty damn close game in this one. I don't think it's going to be on any type of a blowout end. I think you're going to see with Nagy and Peterson two really uh, offenses that change during the course of the game to the matchups that are presented to them. And, and that's what I'll, I'll give you that much. Um, I think it's going to be a good game and, um, you know, looking forward to seeing it. And uh, it's just, it's one of those things where it's, it's where you have two really innovative coaches and I don't think Turbinsky's quite there yet as a quarterback. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how Turbinsky handles that si- sort of pressure. And granted, it, he's at no, home. It'll it will be, be very interesting. It's the first time he's had pressure. Yes. And the, the last time he – correct me if I'm wrong, the, one of the last times he had pressure is when the Patriots came in and beat them at Soldier Field. I believe Turbinsky started that game. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I, believe, I know he got hurt during the season. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was one of the last times um, they had a lot of pressure on him is the Patriots game. And everything like that, you know, with, with, with those guys coming in. Sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a close game, and it's going to come down to how Trubinsky plays the game and the adjustments that are made at halftime to see if the Bears can get people open against the Eagles, which they can, and to see what Doug Peterson does with St. Nick and the full accompaniment. Because right now they've got a full accompaniment of weapons uh, ready to go. Um, running back by committee this year, unfortunately, but they got Alshon. They got Nel- St. Nick loves Nelson Aguilar for some reason. Golden Tate. I, I mean, Golden Tate. <laughs> I, Jesus. 
Ertz. So, you know, it's, it'll be it'll be a like I said, it's going to be a close game. Um, I'll be sitting flat dab in front of the TV for this whole thing. And uh, I'm so bummed they made this the Sunday afternoon game. I was too. I wanted it to be the Saturday night game. Yeah, this should Cowboys and Seahawks should be the Sunday night game because that yeah. one everybody can miss and not worry about it because no one really cares. You know, it's going to be a, probably a boring game. So uh, yeah, I just thought. I was I was really hoping that they they would make this one tonight's game and they didn't. Would have been great. Uh, Eagles. Oh, they should have done it. Yeah. Eagles versus uh, uh, or uh, Doug Peterson versus Nagy uh, could end up being you got two pretty darn amazing yeah. schemers there. You do, and yeah. it could just come down to who picks the correct offensive scheme to counteract the defensive scheme mm-hmm. the other team or who adjusts for. better in game too. Exactly. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And we've seen Doug adjust in game. Like there's no. He tomorrow. has a history of it. Yeah, yeah, he has a history of it. So, um, yeah, it's going to be. And a good I don't game. mean not to give a pick, but it's it's my it's my home team. No, I bleed right. I bleed green. <laughs> <laughs> and any time I pick on my 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 home teams, I usually wind up losing, or I wind up winning money and losing, or losing and winning and losing money. So yeah, well, I try I try to avoid betting on the Broncos for that reason. So like I I love the Herb Street because they're not allowed to pick. Uh, because they're calling the game, so they can't show favoritism. Now, so I, I always like that analogy. We don't have to <laughs> yeah. go deep into this issue at all because we need to get to college football and then fantasy if we have a chance. But interesting on all the firings that took place, because a lot of coaches got fired. Eight of them, right? And I, they happened I, I on Sunday night. Yeah, and it, not Monday it wasn't morning. even Monday. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> so even I have, Black Monday. I have Jets, Buccaneers, Bengals, Dolphins, Broncos, and Cardinals. I, I'm not saying that there aren't more. Those are the ones that I found. How many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. I thought that there was eight. So well, there could be. Uh, oh, I don't have uh, Packers on there. I was gonna say without well, yeah. So there might be another one. Um, Giants didn't get fired. Arizona. I've got Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. Oh, you know who you actually don't have on here? Um, the Browns. Because Hugh did get fired during the season. Yeah, but there's not. It's not an. Is it an opening or? Yeah, it's an opening. It's an opening. They're yeah. they're interviewing the interim coach, but it's an opening. Yeah, it's an opening. So that's, well, that's it. That was. Yeah, you can see that. All right, and then I know the Broncos interviewed uh, Chuck Pagano, which I'm not sure I'm if I'm happy about that or not. So here, this is kind of interesting. You guys might find this fascinating or not, um, <laughs> but. So Chuck Pagano, they have ties here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So when I worked for Pasta J, he's good friends with the Pagano family. Yeah. Um, so John Pagano, who was an offensive coordinator, I believe in San Diego last year. I don't know where he's at this year. Is from this area, and his wife lives here. Mm-hmm. Uh, their kids play football. Here at Centaurus uh, in Louisville, mm-hmm. um, so he's he's got some family here. Well, and, um, his, and his dad was uh, coached high school here for that's decades. right. That's right. His yeah. dad coached. That's right. So, so there's a big pedigree. It, it rolls deep, you know. And it I does. think Elway is the kind of guy that's going to look at experience and past experience, you know. And I mean, this guy has shown a couple eleven and five seasons, you know. Um, He's also had a couple bad ones, but I, I think if Elway likes his demeanor and, 
you know, his approach to the game with the X's and O's, then I think he's certainly the guy that they're going to hire. But there's, you know, I think Zach Taylor is a dark horse. Yeah, I'd like to have that. Yeah. But I think he might be better as a coordinator first. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big jump to go from a, a position coach to a head coach, you know. It is. It just depends, you know. If you're a good, if you're a good manager of people and a good leader of people, then I think you'll be just fine. Yep. And that's what the coach is anymore. They're a spokesperson slash manager. And you know, you know, I, you, they, can't, you can't tell a player, a 23 year old millionaire, what to do. Yeah. You know, we saw that with T.J. Yeldon, right? I mean, and, and Fournette. I mean, they may have to jettison both of those guys in the off season, which would oh, be a yeah. disaster. For or sit them down and just be like, "Look, asshole." <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, cause, well, because what's his name's gone. Uh, he's a free agent, T.J. Yeldon. Yeah. So it's oh, all about Fournette. Yeah. But Fournette. Well, he's a beast because he's not been doing well for that. But it, I mean, for when the he two years when he plays there. and does well, they win. Right. So right. that's a big piece of uh, of it. But yeah, it'll be interesting. That's another team. Pagano is an interesting, interesting choice here because if you, if I remember right, Jim Irsay and Pagano didn't necessarily see eye to eye, right? Um, especially when Pagano went through forward. cancer, he went through cancer, thing like yeah. that. And I know and that Irsay and him didn't really get along all that great. And well, like I said, I, 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 you know, whatever happens, you know, happens, and I, I, I'm sure they'll go an experience route. Well, I'm going to throw another one out there that I saw in a couple different reports. The Baltimore Ravens are shopping John Harbaugh around for two first-round draft picks. Why? Would you I'm just saying. Two first-round draft picks for him. <laughs> I mean, I, for a coach, I wouldn't even give dumb. one. It's just dumb. I wouldn't yeah. give you any play. I wouldn't give I, you any picks. I, for a I, coach. I agree, but it, it's been thrown out there in the room. Oh, I saw it. Oh, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. And of course, there's always that Denver writer who's like, "Yeah, we should do that." Oh yeah, it's he, un- he jumped is that all unprecedented? Over. Have coaches been traded before? Gruden. Gruden was traded. Oh. Tampa right. Bay. Yeah. Green got traded. That's right. <laughs> so and in weird. that case, it might have been worth it. But, I mean, that was a team that was right on the cusp already. Right. And, honestly, we've got to give Tony Dungy credit for building that roster because yeah. Gruden did build the roster. No, Gruden never built that roster. It was all Dungy. And, a lot of the, and the reason they won the Super Bowl was because the new Oakland coach was such an idiot that he didn't even change the audible calls. Yeah. From the year before offense, and so the Tampa Bay the Tampa Bay team literally like was it Derek Johnson was the the linebacker? He said we literally knew what play was coming eighty yeah, percent of the time. He was one of them. And it's like wow, that's scary that you were that lazy that you didn't think the former coach would still know what he called the audibles. I just blows my mind. Blows my mind. There's people out there like that. <laughs> but the other thing that we I was going to bring up, and this is interesting, oh. and it didn't. I haven't seen many stories about it, which has surprised me, especially in this day and age when people are all freaking out about this kind of thing. But how many of these coaches were black? Uh, all of them. Well, not all of them, but a lot well, of them. Pretty much. I mean, all McCarthy was was white, but yeah, Buccaneers, Jets, uh, Bengals, Broncos. Yeah. Now Dolphins. No, that was. Uh, that Gase. was Adam that was Adam Gase. Gase. Uh, and then Cardinals was a black guy, right? I don't know. Uh, pretty I, sure. I'm pretty sure he was. But why was the why was the Cardinals coach fired in one year? Was it really because he just didn't use David Johnson? I don't know. Um, they they let him fire the offensive coordinator. You know, halfway into the season, was that part of it? I don't know. I I think that he was fired in one year because with Chosen Rosen being there. <laughs> And Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson that they were so bad on that offense. yeah that they didn't see that the ownership didn't see a future 
with him there. Because, yeah. I mean, we talked about – I talked about this with um, with, with Howie about college football, about the Houston coach getting the quick hook at 15-11, and uh, another guy got fired right away. Well, and the Cardinals looked listless. Yeah, I mean, they there did. Was they, there was nothing there. Well, so tell me this. They're going to have the first pick in the draft. Where do they need to go? They Nick, can take anyone they want. Nick Bosa. Yeah, Joey, plays, Bosa's, Joey Bosa's brother. What does he play a position? Defensive line, defensive end. And is he is he high talent? Super oh yeah. Talent? He he took off the he got hurt and then he is decided he as good that, as his brother. Oh yeah, he's, okay, he's just he's as good. good. Yeah. Now I heard that there's three real good offensive tackles in this draft in the top like 15 picks. There, there are there. Um, I mean, I'd love the Broncos to go that route, my personally, just to they, grab a top-shelf lineman. To. <laughs> well, I mean, a top-shelf lineman makes so much difference because they can one-on-one any player. You know, it just it instantly opens your line up, and they've – well, anyway, I don't need to get into that. It's also another thing that would separate you from the pack, you know, because another thing other than quarterback that teams really suffer is offensive line. Yep. And so the good ones stand out. If you look at – you know, all the good offensive lines are pretty much in the playoffs. I think the Steelers might be the exception to that, but mm-hmm. I, you know, they were very close. Um, you know, you look at the Ravens are one of the best. Um, trying to think some of the other teams, uh, Patriots, one yeah. of the best. After losing line. Nate Soldier. Yeah. They just know how to play offense. Je- McDaniels, I think, is just a genius when it comes to offensive Kansas coordination. City. That's another team with a great offensive line. In fact, amazingly, that they don't get called for more penalties, considering Mahomes' uh, mobility. Yeah. You know, that's really kind of rare. Especially like, look at the Broncos. My goodness, was there ever a time that Keenum scrambled that they didn't get called for a holding call? I mean, oh, yeah. just holding, holding, holding all the time. All right, trust so, me, I went through it too. The Vikings were the same way this year. Oh, offensive really? line, terrible, terrible. Well, like I, a turnstile. I've got a mock draft up here from. It's a pretty good mock draft. It's off of uh, CBS. Um, they 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 have Bosa gone uh, number one overall to the Cardinals. Um, they actually well, have go through them all. With, yeah, okay, go through I'll, them real, I'll go the real quick because this is actually a pretty good one. Bosa the Cardinals. Josh Allen edge at the defensive edge for Kentucky. Good, yep. great player, great yep. player. Um, the Jets taking Quinnen Williams, defensive lineman, Alabama, mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. great stud. Jacksonville, uh, Oakland mock trade, Haskins, QB, right there. I don't, I don't see Oakland trading out of that spot. Uh, that, I don't either, but it's, 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 inter- unless, it's, unless you get it's an first. interesting trade. Unless you get a first yeah. this year and a first next year. Or unless they consider. trade David Carr. Right. It's, it's, and the thing is, is how does Haskins – No, no, no. This is the Jaguars acquiring the Oakland pick. Yeah. I know. So you think if they trade David Carr and get some more picks, they'd trade that one away? No, they wouldn't trade it away. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were saying would. Sorry. No, no, no. no. They Sorry. wouldn't trade it away. <laughs> they got Tampa taken Greedy Williams, quarterback on LSU, who's an uh, all-everything SEC player. The Giants taking Jonah Williams, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Who He's will, the he'll, 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 he'll pancake yeah. you every that guy time. Could be a hall, that guy could be a Hall of Fame. And then lineman. here's your trade down from um, Jacksonville to Oakland to seven. And getting Sloan Farrell, the defensive end from Clemson. Like I said, Clemson has three; they have three defensive linemen that are going to be could be 
you know, first round NFL draft picks. And, really? And that's why when, when Fletcher isn't playing, but yeah, that's how good they are on the defensive Jeez, line. Three um, rounders. The Lions getting Rashawn Gary, defensive lineman, Michigan. Good player. He was part of that. Uh, the, he's, I think he's one of the guys that took the bowl game off where they got slaughtered by Florida to tr- protect his draft stock. Ed Oliver, the guy I was talking about that didn't play the last part of the season and got Major Applewhite, or uh, yeah, Major Applewhite fired from Houston, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, because of the way he treated him on a Houston defensive tackle at Oliver. And here's the interesting one at 10 drew Locke, the QB from Missouri, who's actually a very good pro type quarterback yeah. out of Missouri. Really? Yeah. I, I, I don't know him at all. So he, he played very well this year. He scored a lot of points too for a lot of yards. He's kind of a Do Baker you... Mayfield type player. Yeah. He's like a, He's not a huge. He does have a freaking cannon, though. He, he does. He has an absolute cannon. And he didn't have he didn't have much around him at Missouri this yeah. year, but he stood out even without a lot around him. Okay, but now how about Duke and Kentucky? Are their quarterbacks good or worth um, looking at? I mean, I tell you what, the the, the running back out of Kentucky is definitely worth worth a look. Uh, he's a stud. Yeah. Uh, there's a running back out of Memphis that's a stud too. Um, the Duke quarterback. I mean, if I go down here, I could probably well, – there he is, Daniel Jones, Dolphins, Duke at 13. I think that could be because they're getting rid of Tannehill. Who do they add at 18? At 18? Minnesota offensive tackle Florida, Jawan Taylor. That's what we need. Yeah, you do. Um, I want the Broncos to take an offensive lineman if it's at all feasible and at all the high talent level. But, in fact, I, in fact, half of those top ten teams, to me, should be taking an offensive lineman. But – Defensive line seems to be the uh, in vogue pick. I guess that maybe that's, maybe that's the strongest position this year. I mean, well, I, I I like what they have Oakland taking here, and I I was I was all all over this. I thought pick. I heard it was a strong uh, uh, defensive line draft. Yeah, it, sure. it definitely is. This I, yeah. this well, kid Clemson's I was, got three first rounders. Oh, yeah. that's, that's amazing. This kid, um, uh, DK Metcalf, he's a wide receiver on Ole Miss. I was high on this kid from the start of the season. Uh, I said, this kid is going to put up numbers, and he did. Great receiver. I think he's got the length and the talent and the speed. Um, be a number one anywhere he goes. And, boy, it's just, you know, when you go I'm down I'm just there, impressed when you see that many first-round picks for the well, for the Raiders, and none of them are a kicker. Oh, here's the other thing. AJ, Another Oakland Raiders pick, A.J. Brown, the other old, wide, old Miss wide receiver on <laughs> the other side of the ball, who's just as good as Metcalf. And that shows you how bad Old Miss was on defense because they had no defense this year to stop anybody but wow, they could, could score you imagine anywhere. drafting well here's the two receivers in the same i guess oh that would be like the uh it'll be like um oh no i was gonna say like the cardinals and the right. Bengals, but that was chad johnson right to the to the Bengals and the right. cardinals who's your mama yeah who's you got daughter? dexter lawrence who's your blah, blah. there's your other defensive tackle from dexter lawrence there going to the patriots over at 29 was, was that it was it who's my blah blah and uh chad johnson both were for oregon state yeah. Was it Oregon State or Oregon? No, Oregon State. Oregon State. Chad Johnson. Was it Chad and Johnson and who was that? Yeah, I believe it was Oregon State. Yeah, that one year they yeah, were yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they were Oh, both the, year, the year when uh, ESPN picked them to win the national title? <clears throat> remember Something. that? Yeah, they were good one year. <laughs> I just remember one year they were on the, they were on the cover of the magazine um, to uh, – to be the uh, for the the champion, which didn't quite pan out. No. but you know, hey, like, got love to see the little guy. Uh, real quick question on college football before we cover the major games: Do you, 
so tell me if I'm wrong first. So LSU was missing a number of defensive starters, and UCF was missing their quarterback. Yes. Uh, okay. Their quarterback, Milton, or Mil- it's Milton, um, went down second to the last game before they played. The last game before they played in the conference champ. Okay. Uh, terrible leg injury that was terrific. Okay. And uh, so their backup came in. And just the Memphis jumped down to a huge lead in that conference championship game, and their backup quarterback just went off. So UCF had to play LSU, who was obviously didn't have some players playing and banged up, and LSU ended up prevailing. And here's my my whole thing: if, you know, when we get into college football, I, I, a lot of people want to say, "Oh, let's bump it up to eight. I say six teams, first two get a bye. UCF, if you want to be in the conversation, go out and play a Georgia on the road. Play an LSU on the road. Play a Notre that, Dame on the road. This was an interesting conversation that we had on New Year's Eve mm-hmm. that we had with a, a, one, of, one of our listeners to the show who's constantly, you know, here's most of our shows. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that he doesn't think any conference championship should exist. All conferences should just have their regular games. No championship to decide the champion of the conference and not give automatic bids if you went to an eight-team playoff. He thinks it should be eight, eight, eight at-large bids. I've heard that, that theory go around because of – uh, if you look at what happened um, this year with Clemson and Pitt, did Pitt deserve to be there? Penn State killed Pitt the second game of the season, like four. How are the eight teams determined then? Just the same way they are now, but the top eight from the through rankings, the, you know, just the, the coach poll and whatever. Yeah. But I also was thinking, would it be, maybe would work if you said we're going to have three at-large bids, we're going to have the conference champions for the major, the five major conferences, right? So Pac-12, uh, Big Ten. Big 12, but, but look at Washington with SEC. three losses on the year. Did they deserve a bid? Well, I'm just saying. That's I know, I know. I know. Uh, and then that way you'd have someone from all the big conferences. Then have one at-large bid have to go to a non-conference teams. Yeah. Have to. Right. I'm just saying it's a way you could make sure you're getting a mix of things. Because right now there's, a, there's an at-large bid like to, the, to the New Year's Six Bowls. They have to give it to the, the first non-Power 5 team which was UCF this year, not Fresno. It's like the but Rooney I rule. Like, I, I don't think I just you should like, give it to but UCF and, just and because they're Boise in a, should have had a shot to do these things when they were undefeated. They should have gone to the playoffs. But they won't go. They, UCF would still not be in it now. They can still go if, if they're, they're an at-large, though. They don't have to be guaranteed a slot. You I'm know? just saying, but do you think there's any chance they'd ever give those at-large bids to a, to a Boise or a UCF? I don't yeah. think they would. Yeah, I think if there was eight, they would. If there was a, like I said, it it comes down to the scheduling and the power of your schedule overall. You know, when you're playing in a lower conference, that's not a power five. You know, if you go out and you're not putting an LSU, yeah, if UCF puts puts um, whoever they put on their schedule, that's that's not a good team. Instead of trying to get a Georgia on the schedule or a Texas on the schedule, when you could have filled it with another spot and went to their stadium, so UCF wants them to come to the bounce house. At their stadium to, to do it, they the call it the bounce they, house. They call it the bounce house because I thought you were talking about your bedroom when you were 16. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> no, that stadium is they built that stadium and it, it's apparently when they jump around that place just starts to bounce. Yeah. It's built down of steel or metal and, and aluminum. Like that bar and veil. Yeah, <laughs> it just starts to bounce. Call it the bounce house. But um, people, they want people to come into there, and people are like, well, it's too small of a venue for us to come play. Come play us in our house. Yeah. You know, instead of playing in front of right. forty thousand in UCF, come play in front of ninety-five thousand at UT. 
Right, like, like just your fans alone. Well, you know, our our, our fans alone will fill your entire stadium. Exactly. So like, well, I mean, your place. You know? If you look at um, like uh, Colorado State's, they built a thirty-six thousand seat uh, new stadium. Penn State student section is twenty-five thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I well, mean, I mean, if you want to be a pure, right? if you want to be a purist, just get rid of all the conferences. You know, yeah, get rid of them all. And then everybody plays everybody. And it's well, just if, you get rid, fucking... if you get rid of the conference championships, it has kind of the same effect, though, right? Yeah. Because now there is no champion. It's just the right. conference. Yeah. So, and then it would but be... it's still taking – it'll still be like, oh, well, Alabama won the SEC. Or, right. you know what I mean? So, like, why don't you just take that away? You know I mean? That, yeah. And then it's just, hey, whoever, you know – the top, top 10 teams, or yeah. top eight teams are, that's who we go with, you know? No, I, I, I love that idea. If I believe that voters could be uh, unbiased, then I would say, yeah, I just don't, I don't believe they can be. I think that Notre Dame will always get high rankings if they play decent. I think that small schools will always be underrepresented. I mean, so we've got UCF is now undefeated for two straight seasons. No, no, no. They lost. They lost. Oh, they lost. Yeah. They so they are 20. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I in the bowl game, game, yeah. Season. In the regular yes. season, yes. They're yeah. still undefeated in the regular season. So that's, LSU, that's harsh, and, it, I mean. and it wasn't Walker. No, it was, uh, I mean, what is it, 27-24 up top? Yeah, maybe a but little I'm just, more But, I mean, we've got to remember that the, they're not having your quarterback. I mean, yeah. on a school that small, you don't have that backup that someone like Alabama no, maybe has. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, Anyway, and the backup played his butt off. So, oh yeah, yeah. he really did. Yeah. So we're, I, I watched the Memphis yeah. game when they played play Memphis. In, yeah. in the I conference championship. So and I'll tell you what, that, we're that down was, to about good. ten minutes here. So real quick, let's just do this. Let's do our scores for the national championship. Uh-huh. Your gambling pick for uh, college football. Your picks for the NFL, and then we can jump back to the games uh, that happened earlier. But just to make sure we get all that stuff in. Yeah. Why don't we go ahead and do that? So let's start out with everybody's pick for the uh, uh, Alabama and Clemson matchup on Monday. Okay. So right now the line I have is four and a half. And I think you're going to be looking at a 38. I'm trying to think how we get there. 38, 35 Alabama win, but Clemson covers the point spread. Which quarterback is starting for Alabama? Uh, it's going to be Tua. Okay. So, and they've got three legitimate running backs. You're sure Tua is starting? I didn't see anything otherwise. Okay. Unless you got news that I didn't see. I, I don't know. I just assumed Jalen was. He heard he was. I was just assuming that Jalen got the start because he won the bowl or the conference championship. Oh, game. no. Tua, Tua beat um, Oklahoma. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. That was, that was Tua. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. Why wouldn't they just stick with Tua then? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Nate? Well, this is tough. I, you know, I like Clemson kind of, but I think Alabama's defense is just so good. And I think uh, the only reason they're they're going to get a chance to uh, – that was, that was kind of weird, wasn't That was it? my email uh, oh, hangout okay. messenger. And funny enough, that stuff actually doesn't come on the broadcast. Only we yeah, hear that. Okay. <laughs> I, I just think Alabama's defense is the, is the difference. So I'm, I'm going to go 24-23 Alabama. Well, JP, I'm annoyed because you took my score. I actually <laughs> – 38 was exactly what I came up with. I said, I said, well, they scored 35 plus a field goal. Okay, so 38. And then you said that. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. So I don't want to do the same score. So I'm going to do 42 to 
thirty-three Alabama. And, and here's what here's a breakdown of the way I, I'm going to tell you what the game is. They both have absolutely phenomenal defenses. Yeah. But they both have absolutely phenomenal offenses too. We're, we're all, we're, we, we all put forth a whole bunch of points. So. Yeah, I mean, this isn't going to be a, a, a you know a fourteen to ten game. It's not going to be that because yeah, Alabama no, can score. I don't and, think it'll and be Clemson, Clemson can score score with their freshman wouldn't, quarterback. Wouldn't a three nothing game be? Oh geez, back to the LSU. Uh, LSU yeah, I know. I think there'll be some points scored. I think it'll be in the twenties at least, but. Yeah, we'll see. Good It'll defense. be interesting. It'll two be good, interesting. Two yeah. really good defenses. Mm-hmm. So, your gambling picks and then your NFL picks? Okay. Uh, Mike, I gave you mine. There's only one more bowl game to go, really. So, you know, I said take Clemson in the points. Take Clemson in the four and a half. I got it at four and a half right now. If that goes to lower than three, I'd yep. say take Alabama out. Right? And if you were paying attention, I gave you my picks, too, because yeah. we, <laughs> talked about, we talked about the spreads and uh, – and whatever else, but just real quick, I'll go through them. I got the Colts uh, winning, winning the game, and they are plus one. Uh, I have the Seahawks also winning the game, yep. and they are plus two. Uh, I have the Ravens winning uh, by three, I believe. So I've got the Ravens covering that, and then I've got uh, the Eagles covering the six and a half uh, with them winning outright as well. Mm-hmm. So. Good picks, uh, good picks. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. You know, I really think this is the first year in a long time where the first round of the NFL playoffs haven't been kind of easy. Yeah. Like, for whatever reason, you know, for the gamble, gambling for me has been incredibly easy the last, like, three years in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, I think last year I lost two. I think the year before I only lost one. Right. And, uh, you know, and through going back three years, it was pretty close to that. So, um, I don't see that happening this year. <laughs> right. There's going to be some more, uh, not necessarily upsets, but just maybe the team you didn't think was going to win winning. Um, you know, people tend to lean towards the quarterback play and that's kind of what I did with my bets. But yeah, I, I mean, think there's some things that can transcend that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Dak Prescott, uh, you know, against Russell Wilson right there. Yeah, I mean, that's know. a no-brainer, right? You know, yeah. and, and you say, well, Cowboys have the home field advantage. Well, there's no really home field advantage there because that stadium is always packed with half the other right. people's fans um, down there. Uh, you know, that's one of the things where if Dak really throws a flopper and the Seahawks could pound that. Yep, so. I agree. Uh, Pete was trying to uh, tell us that uh, Trubinsky sucks and uh, the uh, Chicago doesn't have much of a prayer. So, uh, hey, <laughs> another Eagles fan. Yep. He's called Saint Nick for a reason. Hey, <laughs> the guy brought home a miracle last year. He did. I don't know if he can do it two years in a row. And, but... and with your team letting us win the playoffs, underdog is the hungry dog. Hungry dogs run faster. Yeah, I still cannot believe the Vikings. Didn't win that division. I just with the with the Bears knowing that the Rams were blowing out the Forty ers So we have a few minutes left. I'd love, I'd love to just run this real quick in fantasy. We can do this like more later, but mm-hmm. I just think it's important to look. So Pat Mahomes was your drag down, no question leader. And these are all straight up points through the year. Points through the like, year. This is Fanatics point yeah. scoring. Okay, this so is, four so points this per is touchdown. PPR. Yeah. PPR and, and a four point uh, one point PPR and then yeah. four point touchdown for yeah. quarterbacks. And uh, so then Matt Ryan was second. Yeah. 
that blew my mind. I couldn't believe he was. He's second. always a fantastic. He, he's always, he is. It, 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 it kind of surprised me that he was second though this yeah. year. I would have thought seven. A lot of his were over the last over the last like two yeah. or three weeks. But yeah. they were playing from behind all the time, so yeah. that probably helped. And also, Julio actually started scoring touchdowns. Wow! So. Uh, and they lost their stud running back, so they had to throw. They, it they did, yeah. and I, I, Sanu was playing terrible up until about week yeah. twelve, and then oh, he took off. Yeah. yeah, Sanu's always like that, isn't he? Yeah, he just has stretches. I think the yeah. week I dropped him is when he started actually yep. going off. Yep, <laughs> I had him just too. To burn through the rest of them, Big Ben, no shock. Andrew Luck, nice rebound. Deshaun Watson, looking like a star. He had a great finish. Jared Goff, nice uh, maturation. Aaron Rodgers on the decline massively. Uh, Drew Brees next. So he's also pretty harsh decline in overall fantasy points, even though his team's doing great. Uh, Phillip Rivers finally makes his way into the top ten there. And Russell Wilson, hang on with uh, um, a much less talented receiving core. Correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't Russell Wilson over the last two years been the top scoring fantasy quarterback? Yeah, that's. Yeah. I thought I heard that stat going in. He was season. number one one of the last two years, yeah. and then the other year I think he was second. So yeah, I think Rodgers might have beat him. Yeah, yeah, so he's been great. Uh, top ten running back Saquon Barkley, the rookie. Guy's a stud. He, he is. is a stud boy. That first run, his first run from scrimmage, and as a giant, you know that twenty-five yard scamper. His season. Yep. yep. And yep. he was, and he had some long runs. Uh, Christian McCaffrey second did well for you this year. I know oh, he was great. Yeah. Uh, guy uh, has complain about him. Yeah, you know, looking like a stud. So uh, Todd Gurley was third. Now Todd Gurley would have won it if he hadn't gone out the last two games of the yeah. regular season. So let's let's not get too carried away. Yeah, he did that in fourteen games, where the mm-hmm. other two yeah. did it in sixteen. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alvin Kamara, you know, had a little drop off, but still a good year. Zeke. A little bit lower than we would have thought, but, you know, with no receiving core. Yeah, he just didn't have the touchdowns. You know, he yeah. he had the yardage. He yeah. was the number one number yardage. One, right? 1,400, so, I yeah. think. Oh, 1,400 on the north side of that. So uh, James Conner earned himself a, probably a nice little payday in the offseason, or at least he's going to be the starter, I'm sure, next year for Pittsburgh. Melvin Gordon, he might have – Melvin might finally have gotten consistent enough to consider him a first-round pick. a first-round pick, yeah. Uh, you're not going to be comfortable, but but you might have to do it. James White, James White, a, a Patriots running back that yeah, only had like how many catches did he have? Sixty. Wow, a lot. He had a lot more than that. I mean, all he did was receive and score touchdowns. Barkley had like seventy-five, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Barkley was just wow. yeah. It's just surprising to me for, to me for James White. Uh, Joe Mixon did not quite bust out the way I was hoping, but oh, he's looking boy, better and better. Know. He was pretty good, but that's not bad team. Points, but yeah, but not many touchdowns, and that was what hurt mm. him. Um, yeah, I guess not that he did, but I mean, ninth and rushing or whatever, that's pretty ninth good. And, yeah, or ninth points. RB, yeah. yeah. And then David Johnson. So our, Wow, that surprises me that he made the top 10. Yep. Both of those guys are on my dynasty team, so I'm hoping that uh, it portends something nice for yeah, me next Yeah, hopefully year. Josh Rosen matures a little bit. I still cannot believe, well, I'm, I'll probably be starting Lamar Jackson, I'm guessing, most of the season. But, yeah. uh, boy, Anderson and Chavez in the title game, and then Rigner wins it. I just can't believe those two made the title game. Yeah. And then that they won, that he won it. I just blew my mind. Yep. I mean, Brian actually knocked out two teams that were like the two top scoring teams in yeah, back to back weeks. They scored he, like five, 55 points. He yeah. did. And that sent me into the guy that I couldn't, that scored like 190 against me in the regular season. First oh, round no, of the playoffs. Oh, I'm sorry. First round of the playoffs, you beat me by like five. And all I needed was. Like nine points from three players. Yep, and that was the Thielen and Cousins, right? Who did my nothing. highest scoring player that week was my defense, Green Bay <laughs> wow. Packer D fourteen. 
Cousins had 13. Well, yeah. looks like we are at the end, so we didn't even get to cover anything in baseball or in basketball, but hey, go hey, Nuggets. So receivers, real quick, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Evans, and then Stephon Diggs. So. Both Minnesota receivers, so yep. the passing game was on point. Uh, so congrats to the Nuggets for being in first place. Everybody, thank you for tuning into the show, and we'll be back uh, next week. Maybe I'll be in Vegas. Offensive? TIAA supports people who are driven by purpose, those who build others instead of just wealth, who give back and never give up. Whatever your purpose may be, TIAA will help you live your definition of success. Whether you have $500 or $5 million, TIAA will get you where you want to be with investing, advice, banking, and retirement planning. Start today at TIAA.org.